Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome on this Coach P and Everything DB. Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. We start now. Football! He is going into its Pro Bowl weekend, and then the Super Bowl will be the weekend after this one. And we'll be live from Radio Row in Arizona from Monday through Friday with the guest list being packed to the gills. Oh, Cannot yeah. wait for that. Cannot wait. To chat with the boys today, the talks to tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Dad. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Everything DB host and nine-year NFL vet, host of the Man to Man podcast and NFL matchup show on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ESPN Two. Darius J. Butler. Hell of a season out of UD, but and also hell of a season to this man who's traveled in every single week to give us a breakdown of what it would be like in team meeting for these Thursday night matchups that we had all week. Ever since those Thursday night games ended, which Herbie and Al got paid. Oh, my God, oh, so much. Extraordinary. I don't want to ever, like, look at somebody's pocket, but what was allegedly being offered to Sean McVay mm-hmm. for those Thursday night football games that ended four weeks ago, five mm-hmm. and didn't even have the first week. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Incredible work yeah, by yeah. them. Or Thanksgiving. But since Thursday night football stopped, this man has just been joining us for conversation. We're lucky for it, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Pagone. Coach. Coach, how you doing, pal? Doing great. That's great. Good to be back. You again. look fantastic. Nice haircut. Looks high and tight in there. Yeah. Got cleaned fit. up a little bit for you. Tan's gone. Are you always this tan because you're Paisano or you go in the sun a little bit? It's the blood. Oh, just the blood? <laughs> you're from southern Italy there, huh? Uh, I think so. But remember, 23 and me. Uh, I think they said I was 3, 4, 5% was all. Jeez Louise. Wow. But, that's, but who can believe that? I mean, everybody. So those two guys in the basement, right? They're uh, laughing all the way to the chalk. bank, whoever that. I'm like, uh, I mean, there's a chalk. I didn't yeah, know that. You, hey, you, got, you got more than I do. You're going to have to watch yourself when you talk about <laughs> the gravy. Maybe I should be telling you <laughs> about what the gravy is. Uh, no, we're very thankful you're here at Paisano. And you've, uh, you've added to our show tremendously. I'm thankful to be back. Yesterday mm-hmm. I was battling a little bit of a stomach bug. Went through me like 24, 30 hours or so. Had a fever. Destroyed some toilets. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. talking about destruction of some toilets. Uh, had a little bit of a fever. That thing broke at like 1 a.m. this morning. Woke up drunk drenched in like a pool of my own sweat. Yeah. Uh, this morning I woke up feeling fantastic. I appreciate all the kind words. And great job to all the boys for the show yesterday. You guys crushed it. Wow. Absolutely crushed it. I watched from home. I fell asleep. I destroyed a toilet. I watched a little bit more. Right. Fell asleep. It was a little bit of a cycle. It was weird not being here. Felt like a year. It was only a day. <laughs> I'm thankful to be back. A lot has happened since my disappearance just 48 hours ago. Tom Brady has officially retired again. Mm. I got a chance to hear you guys talk about it. But when you're talking about personifying greatness, it's like who can be great the longest? That man over two decades was able to remain at the top of the NFL. Seven Super Bowl wins, obviously. A guy that will never be matched or ever have an equal in the NFL. Jeff Darlington said he was either going back to Tampa or he was going to retire. Now, there was obviously other reports that were saying anywhere but Tampa, Mm -hmm. and he's not going out like that. That's seemingly not true from a Miami beach with a little bit of an emotional Tom. It wasn't easy for him to say. As I was listening to it, I was wondering, like, is Tom acting here emotional Mm. and then it seemed like no no that was genuine emotion which means he truly does care did he have to have such a bad game the last game for it to really smack him in the face hey this is it 
potentially. But nonetheless, Tom, thank you for your service to the NFL, thank sir. You, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Love you, Tom. You know, I, I saw some Colts fans after I quote tweeted his retirement, and I said, thank you, Tom. Yeah. You know, because that's all you can really say. A yeah. man that has dedicated his entire being to being an NFL football player, to try, like, to just every day try and wake up and be better than you were yesterday for the good of your team, for the good of your legacy, for the good of the league. This is a man that we need to honor and say thank you to. There's always going to be clauses around people that are great at things that they're great at. Michael Jordan, there's always going to be conversations around Michael Jordan about what went on off the field. There's always going to be conversations about Tom Brady, about, you know, does his ball have as much inflated air inside of it Whoa. as everybody else? Were they stealing signs from people? Where are they doing all this? And all these convos only happen because of how goddamn good he is. Everybody assumes you can't be as great as this guy was unless you were cheating. I assume there was some little dancing around the rules that were taking place, but that is obviously demeaning the work ethic that this dude has had. Committing every part of his life to becoming a better football player. I got a chance to go through the TB12 treatment one time. One time. Because of how bad it fucking hurt. This dude traveled into Indianapolis once a week to work on Adam Vinatieri, who has been a part of the TB12 treatment plan since the days whenever he was back in New England. This guy would travel town to town. You would pay him a fee, and he would work on you. It was basically the TB12 way before the TB12 thing existed. Adam Vinatieri paid for my first visit with this TB12 guy that came into town because Adam Vinatieri was looking out for me. He was a good vet and said, hey, this is what I think you should need to do if you want to prolong your career. I'm not a very flexible guy. Don't believe in a lot of the shit, you know? I think a tighter gum band is a little bit quicker reaction than a loose gum band. Sure. And I've been able to bomb balls. Why am I going to change anything? This dude worked on me for an hour and a half. I was so fucking sore. We're talking about digging elbows into the muscle that was above my shin. We're talking about... Uh, like a metal rod in my hamstring Damn. and in my calf no and in my quad and in my uh, whatever this thing is. What is this? IT th band. Your IT band and this. Ooh. And then, oh, yeah, we got another leg we got to do this to. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> so I go through this entire thing. It hurts like hell. I thank the man. Have a good one. They give me some electrolyte drops to put in there so I can remain... Uh, What's that called? Uh, they're pliable. The pliability of my muscles can remain with these particular drops, and you need to do this, and you need to do that. I wasn't cut out for it. That was way too much of a commitment. That hurt way too bad. But he did that for 20 fucking years. Yeah. Every day of his life getting beat up and torqued on and eating avocado ice cream, which has to taste like shit, mm -hmm. and all the food that he kind of cut out of his life so that his body could remain at the highest possible level so he could continue to compete. We have to be thankful for that fucking guy and our league was lucky to have Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Jr. Uh, a part of it for so long. I can't wait to see what he does next. I don't think Greg Olson should lose a seat to anybody, nope. let alone a guy that's uh, getting paid $375 million. But incredibly proud to know that Tom Brady was in our league and he wasn't in yours. Oh, yeah. Love you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Coach Pagano, obviously you didn't get a chance to react to this whole thing. This dude was a fucking nightmare for everybody. What were your thoughts on Tom Brady's retirement and him as a player? Yeah, he was a nightmare, and I know there's a bunch of defensive coordinators out there that are still coaching that are extremely fired up that, uh, that Tom's uh, retired, but it, he's the best that ever done it, and it was oh, a yeah. nightmare getting ready to play him. And um, he, just, he just always got him in the right thing. Right when you think you had him, you know, he'd make a play on you. And we would go into game planning, 
and we would literally walk in a team room. Like when I was in Baltimore and we're getting ready to go up to New England, play those guys. Hey, guys, we got to change all of our signals. <laughs> this guy knows all of our signals. So this, this meant, hey, well, there's a box, right? We're in sorry. corners. We're going to yeah. box. Video, Oops. video camera. Yeah. And so then, you know, three days later, nobody knows what the frick we're doing. Just because of that dude, <laughs> just because we thought he had everything down pat and anything we did, he was already going to know, have all the answers to the test. Oh, yeah. And and so we waste all that time on coming up with new signals only to have those guys, Eddie, Ray Lewis, you know, we did it here in Indy, mm-hmm. have the guys come in, debug, come in and go, coach, what are we doing? <laughs> we just waste a bunch of time. We don't have any idea. Nobody has. These young players that we're playing with, they have no idea what we're going to be in. So we might, I don't care if he knows, if we know. Okay, if we're all wrong, we're all right. That give us at least a chance. But unbelievable. I didn't win a lot against this dude. I didn't have very many opportunities <laughs> to celebrate. My last game that I coached against this against this dude, I was in Chicago, and it was 2020. It was COVID. Nobody yeah. in the stands. Yeah. We beat these guys on Thursday night. Yeah. Remember? Fools. And it was 20. We won 20 to 19, and there was that. Oh yeah, that four down, yeah. Uh-huh. Down, yeah, four down, down deal. Yeah. You tricked him. Huh? You got him. No, I don't think so. I, DAC. How good of uh, how good of a feeling? That's the type of guy he is, though. Like, listen to the – you coached for, what, 30? How many years you coached for? A lot. He's Boy. like, beat Tom. Yeah. Like, that's the type of guy he was. That's the type of player he was. And obviously it's being echoed by everybody. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. And then you got fans that are like, no, no, no. And then Francesa on the Mike and Mike. Of course. Yeah. Uh, reunion. Reunion Mike and thing. Dog. He said, uh, yeah, there it is. Mike and Mad Dog. Mike and Mike is Greeny and Golick. Right. Uh, and I don't think Mad Dog's name is Mike, is it? Uh, Chris. Chris. Chris, yeah. 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 But, so it was nowhere near Mike and so Mike. I knew you, man. The Mike of the Mike and the Mad Dog show, Francesa was on first take yesterday, and he said uh, he's not the best. He's not the best regular season quarterback. Uh, he's not the best playoff quarterback, so I don't know how you can call him the best quarterback of all time. But I think every, the longest. every human that's ever played <laughs> or coached in a league would say he's the greatest of all uh, fucking time. Yeah. Why is that, Darius? Why was he the greatest of all time? Other than just winning seven Super Bowls, what was it about <laughs> on the field that made him different than everybody yeah, else? That's what it was about. He Every time he showed up, he showed up, he's going to be prepared gonna have all the answers um you know similar to the Peyton Manning who I think sports Pope called the greatest regular season quarterback of all time but mm-hmm. being in um being in that New England locker room even with the uh, how high the sense of urgency always was when we play another great like a Peyton Manning like everything just goes up and like to Chuck's point so much so sometimes when you end up fucking yourself because you know very similar to Foxy, when you're playing him in 33, you know when you pass the motherfucking ball out to the corner, he's going to hit, he's going to show up. And that's the same thing with Tom Brady. I actually said it to Foxy yesterday. Third down, red zone, two minute. Like, he's always going to be prepared, and everybody that's on the field with him is going to be the same thing. Hell Practice, yeah. meeting rooms, games. And that's, that's greatness. He wasn't like a Trevor Lawrence or a Peyton or one of these guys who were like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the time at 13 years old. He's relatable to everybody. You see, you saw his body at the combine. He went 199. He got his chance, and then he just prepared, worked his ass off, was coachable. So as a teammate, that's important. When you walk into a locker room, you see Tom Brady in front of the room taking notes. You see him getting put on the low lights, getting called out by Belichick. That goes a long way throughout that locker room, similar to, you know, MJ and Phil or Tim Duncan and, and Popovich. So um, it's a lot, you know, you go on and on about Brady, but uh, he was a dog. I wonder if it'll come out that Belichick and Tom talked before all those meetings 
And <laughs> Bill asked him every single time, hey, I'm going to put this up there. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Obviously, I assume it wasn't talked about, but that would be a cool little niche thing <laughs> oh, yeah. that it came out like. Actually, they had the most amount of respect for each other every single mm. time he was put on those low lights because that was talked about. Him being able to be yelled at is a trait that is good for mm -hmm. being a quarterback. Him taking less money is a trait that is good for him being a teammate. Like Everything about him just personifies being a great NFL quarterback. The team loved him. Yeah. Vinatieri used to tell stories about he and the boys would go out and have a great time. Yeah. Like being relatable. That's mm -hmm. not just being like a drafted at 199 and working your ass off. It's also off the field, hanging out with the boys, and also utilizing what you can do that nobody else can do and having your boys benefit from it. Yeah. There's trips that Tom Brady yeah. gets a lot of guys to go on that they would never be able to go on. That only builds up the team chemistry and camaraderie and the respect that a guy has. Everything about him is great leadership and football player. I fuck I fucking love him. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. a massive fan of his. And uh, whenever I put the thank you, Tom, had some Colts fans going, <laughs> fuck this guy. Happy he's out of the league. It's like, certainly can't be happy he's out of the league because mm -hmm. he's not going to play. But you can't not respect the guy. Like, he mm -hmm. is the GOAT for a reason. Mm -hmm. I didn't even like Francesa saying that yesterday. Like, I get it yeah, that you can say I that. Yeah. I get it that you can say that. But come on, it's the day the guy actually retired. Now, a lot of people saying he's being a little dramatic. There's people that think he's not actually retired. I was watching Around the Horn yesterday. Sure. Tony mm -hmm. Raleigh's show. Yep. Dominated. Great guy. <laughs> and uh, Israel. Izzy Gutierrez. 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 Yeah. He said he doesn't think he's actually retired. He said he yeah. thinks in July a team will be able to get him out of retirement really? or whatever. There's no way that is the case. Nope. No. No way. Now, have crazier things happened on planet Earth before? Yes. Absolutely. Guadalajara. But Tom Brady, who has $375 million. What's that? UFO just spotted there. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I heard it. The, uh -huh. that, that was, was a big that one. Is crazy. It uh -huh. was a big one. That was crazy. That was the most recent one. There was also this big... B the black circle in the cloud. Sorry. Yeah, I don't in Hawaii. To, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. need to derail it. But no, yeah. that was SpaceX, they said. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's all SpaceX. New Falcon launch. Everything is. Uh-huh. It's crazy shit happening. So he could come back, is what we're saying. I guess sure. the movie comes out this Friday, too, by the way. 80 for Brady is going to be so fucking good. We're all going to go see it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we rented out a theater, right? Yep. Yeah, for. Uh, oh, did he retire for the movie? Yeah, and potentially. Is that, is that why he can now cry on yeah, command? Because his acting chops. Perhaps. But there's no way he comes back after this, especially no with him planning on getting into the TV industry. Mm -hmm. If he was going to disappear, you know, from the limelight and disappear from life or from the public eye. I think then you don't have to worry about what the public images of you, two-time pump faking a retirement. But that's not a good brand that Tom Brady wants to be a part of, somebody that can't commit to something. He spent his entire career the complete opposite of that, completely committed. Dis uh, the dis discipline that he has had to display throughout his entire career is crazy. So his commitment to something is could be judged if he was the backpedal on this, and more people would hate him. I don't think that's what he wants to do. No. I think there's no chance he comes back after this one. And I appreciate the fact that he just did it with a selfie video. Yes. As opposed to some concocted shadow lion. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is that the, That's the yep. group? The shadow lion Montage. video or anything like that. I appreciate the way it was, how it went, and I'm happy as hell for him. Yeah, now that it's over, it is kind of crazy looking back on it and seeing those years stacked up and what he was able to do. Like the stats about his twenties, thirties, and forties with how you know the how many yards and passion touchdowns he has and just the amount of seasons he's played just in the playoffs. 
I think it's like three seasons or something. Three like total, that. yeah, 48 games. Or yeah, something. and I think his record was like 35 and 48 or something in the playoffs. Like he only lost 13 elimination games, obviously, because he had seven Super Bowls and they missed a couple years because, you know, he tore his ACL and everything. But now that it's over as a Patriots fan, I can go back to liking him. I think it really does make you appreciate how good he was because now we, we don't get to see that anymore. There really isn't a guy like Tom, and hopefully, you know, in 10 years when Mahomes and Allen are at that stage and they're in Burrow, obviously, and they can kind of break that down. Sure, absolutely, there is still Aaron, but who knows if they're you know? Well, no, here's the thing. There's no way Aaron retires now. It is Absolutely my view on it. No, yeah. no there, way. There's a lot of people that, um, that like, are – I guess there's some people that think he is retiring. Aaron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that there's some people that genuinely believe it. I guess Aaron is still kind of torn on it. He had a good shot at Pebble Beach this morning in the yep. hole-in-one contest. Yep. Not as good as Manola. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not, not, well, as as not many as good as Manola. I just, I just learned a Manola mm-hmm. here on the hole-in-one challenge at Pebble Beach with Jim Nancy on the call. I fucking love this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just learned him. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. 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 Mexico. It, oh. Just a vowel on the end. Similar I features. Know. I don't well, know. and... Uh, Beautiful skin. Uh, yeah. You, you should have heard him speaking, though, here. He, he stepped onto this tee box at this hole in one shot, took this thing over. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nobody else did. It seemed like everybody else was nervous. Manola told a story about his grandfather, yep. wow. about the sport of golf itself, mm-hmm. and then he hits a beautiful draw. He says he's going to hit. That's it. That's it. Well, he's going in there. This guy is electric. I, I've been missing out on him. I, I don't know how. I'm going to get better at golf because I know this guy's existence. Mm-hmm. But Aaron was talking about Pebble Beach and being able to do it this year as opposed to years past. And he was talking about, you know, maybe competition in that. And he has definitely toyed with the fact of retirement, I think, in years past and certainly doing it right now. But with Tom Brady retiring, there's no. No way he's retired. Yeah, right? not, a, not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, you could say, like, obviously, you know, a lot of these guys don't care, but in no way, shape, or form do those guys, either one of them, probably from more of a mutual respect, like, you don't want to go into the Hall of Fame together. Like, they each want to be the headliner of their own class. That makes sense. I think they've both earned that. But also to Connor's point, like, even with Mahomes, and we saw Dano put Mahomes at number two and his, you know, top five quarterbacks. Gee, Montana was not yeah. in top five. Right, because he never got to saw him play. You know, he, he was he was playing before Dano was born or he was four years old or whatever. How old is he when Marino was thrown? Yeah, that's a good say. question. That's a great question. Probably pretty similar. Um, but either way, Eight? like, that's why you need to appreciate Brady because, like, we will never see that guy again. Like, you know, no, Mahomes' career would have to go pitch perfect for the next 15 to 20 years for him to even sniff seven. I mean, he's won, he's won one Super Bowl. Like, Brady is the consummate winner. Like, we will never see another guy like that. And it is kind of crazy. It's hard to do it while you're in it. But, like, you know, now thinking back to when I was, like, 12 years old and you see Michael Jordan retire and it's like at the time it's kind of like oh you know this is crazy everyone talks about this this guy's unbelievable but then you look at it when you're removed and like you know the LeBron is the next closest thing but it's like there really isn't that heir apparent in the NFL right now like in terms of skill maybe there are a few guys but like we won't ever see someone dominate and win the way Brady has it's gonna be unfair to, to compare against winning because what the Patriots were able to do I don't think it'll ever be seen again. No, Chuck, Chuck how come they were able to do that? You know, how come they were able to do that? And 
Do you agree with our sentiment that that'll never be able to happen again? Because of how much luck, health-wise, oh, yeah. the amount of health luck that has to go in there, let alone with Tom Brady. How about his left tackle, right tackle? Exactly. Yeah. How about uh, fucking anybody maybe getting sick on a big yeah. day? Plays. Like The amount of luck that has to involve for a two-decade dominant run is absurd. I don't think we'll ever see it again. But that's a part of the whole thing. And I, I think it'll be rude to compare whoever next No, you, you can't. It'll never happen again. Ten Super Bowls and seven victories. And <laughs> what are the two constants that were there the whole, the entire time right in that run? Built on. Okay. That's it. Hell so yeah. coaching matters. So you look, and nothing against all the new guys, but there's the cycles. They're, you know, they're firing guys after a year, you know, and then bringing a new guy in. So you, I just think between Bill Belichick's genius and his ability as a football coach, his constant there, Tom Brady's constant, because they brought in a bunch of dudes, in and out, in and oh, out, yeah. in and out. Yeah, it's you different know, chapters. They bring, just, so hey, Randy Moss, uh, Corey Dillon, I mean, because they bring anybody else's like trash. Bill and them would bring them in, and then you got Tom Brady in the locker room. I mean, you can't put a price tag, to your point, yeah. on, on that. And everybody's level of, of expectation and, and ability, everything just goes, he walks into Tampa, what happens? Exponential. Everybody oh, yeah. just gets equipment way room, better. Everybody, training room, no, everybody. cafeteria. It's like you better button up your shit. I don't want to be the reason I don't win a Super Bowl. You got to coach a guy. You got to be around the guy. You're not going to be that guy. You are not going to be that guy to let that guy down because, and not everybody can do that because you got to do it every single day, first in, last out, day after day, year after year, and to think for 23 years, he poured all that into that. That's why most guys don't want to lead because they don't want to put that time in. They don't want to have to be the first guy in and the last guy to leave and put all that extra time in the offseason and staying out after practice. You're the first guy out there before doing your deal and, and, and having your own crew to cook for you, to take care of your body. I mean, you don't play that long. You don't have that much success. He has sacrificed so much. Oh, yeah. I mean, so much. And – and just he's got to be mentally exhausted, right? I oh, mean, at some yeah. point he's got to be no, mentally you, oh, fucking oh, exhausted. I can't even imagine when the Psycho season's fan. finally over. Yeah. You think about Robot. 20 games, right? 20 games to win. And for so long doing that, because he never really had offseason. He'd have a week or two. and Because the older you get, the quicker you got to get back yeah. to it. Bro, August, he's going <laughs> to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, What's he well, going to do? Oh, my God. i got to throw a ball to somebody. What don't I? What I got to? We got to do. Ag, will you come? What are we? Well, you don't have to. What are we? Uh, mm -hmm. Where's my family? Oh, they left. Oh, oh shit. Where okay. am I? Uh, he getting his wife back? You think going back with Giselle? Nope. She's still on vacation. Yeah, right? no way. She said she's looking forward to see how Tom, you know, continues his life in his <laughs> next chapter. What if he becomes next Leo? I could see it. We talked about that immediately hey, upon that, it. That's real. What's that? Like you spend every waking minute. I know as a coach, and I got guys that are that call me and say, hey. How is it? What do you think? Do you miss it? What do you feel your days up with? Because every minute of your life, other than that little vacation time you get, and by the time that three, four weeks is almost up, you know, Tina's like, training camp starts soon? Like, <laughs> yeah. The girl's like, when are, you, when are you leaving? Don't you have to be back to work? So that was fine. But your life is, is you don't have one. And now all of a sudden you've got all this time in your hands? Ooh. 375, obviously, yeah. the Fox has been talked about the last couple of days. That is huge. I think he'll be good in there. I think he'll be good. If he can, I, I think so, too. I, I think hope. if he can be the human that yeah. Vrabel exactly. talks about yes. and, like, 
all his old teammates talk about mm-hmm. and the people that know him. And even he sounded like on, um, on the Let's Go podcast when he said, if I knew what the fuck I was doing, yeah. I'd already done it, Jim. <laughs> all right? The Manning like, cast? He's a human here. Yeah, like, let's hear the human that is Tom Brady. I think he'll he do great. Temper, yeah, I feel like everybody saw more of that, more of that human side. His, you know, the competitive, and you saw with MJ in the last dance kind of behind the veil because you see it on the field, on the court, but a lot of people don't see the meeting rooms or – um, the practice field, like how intense that shit is. And, and, you know, talking, going back a little bit about that 20 year stretch, like not only having a head coach and a quarterback, but the GM too. You know, Bill was basically the GM as well. So oh, having yeah. those three things there in place. And then those, the different people, the different pillars outside of Brady, like so those two different um, dynasties, I would say. Like the early ones, he was kind of the younger guy with the Brewskis and, and Seymour mm-hmm. and Ty Law and Vrabel. Malloy and all those, Vrabel, all those guys. And then you kind of got that second group, like Edelman, Chung, Slater, um, and, and all those guys. Kevin Falk, can't leave him out, Vince Wilford. So just so many different names outside of Brady, but like everybody's on the same page. That like took yeah. Brady. I love him. Well, and that's what's crazy, too, is because, like, we think of those two dynasties, the 2000s and then the, you know, late 2018, 15, 14. Those best teams with Randy Moss, they never won at all. Yeah. Like, the, the best Patriots team was 2007, and they, and they were almost perfect, but they didn't win at all. And mm-hmm. then after that – Shout out to Steve Weatherford and the Giants. Shout out. Yeah, yeah. love the Huge Giants. Good out. for Tom Coughlin. But that's what's nuts about it is that you can – some of those years are forgotten about with Tom. It's like he threw 50 touchdowns and seven interceptions – in a season. And people forget about it because Peyton ended up going to Denver. No, no, he's a game manager. Remember, <laughs> exactly. he's just a game. Yep. He's the best game manager uh-huh. of all time. Well, hopefully you can find one of your own. And I yeah. think that is yeah. what everybody is seeking. Seems like there's like four or five teams that have a chance. Bengals might be one of the teams. Joey Burrow might be yeah. the guy. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Patrick Mahomes might be the guy. Hey, what about Downer and Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence might be the guy. But I think in the modern world that we live in, there's going to be so many things tugging on people to retire. We're mentioning $375 million right now to Tom Brady. Think about how many different platforms are going to be involved with the NFL 10 to 15 years from now where this generation of greats is going to be. There's going to be a lot of things you're going to say, hey, you don't need to commit your entire life to this. You could still make a great living and be involved in football. Mm-hmm. I think those types of things being out there mm-hmm affect longevity of people playing I think that's a big deal that we should account for 23 years a long time would Tom do 23 years if it started now and had the same success or whenever he was you know kind of dead year 15 or year 16 they were going to write him off and he gets that 300 400 million dollar offer then does it still cut 18 years in that's a long time 20 years in, that's a long time. But he still wouldn't have had that last Super Bowl if he retires at 20 years. Has to get the one in Tampa or whatever. So it's just, there are so many things that come into play, so many different variables that I think will hold back the next generation or the generation after that to ever become Tom Brady. So I think it'll be unfair to compare the whoever is next. Yeah. But fucking Tom, I'm happy the New England people are back on his side. Obviously, I assume he'll sign a one-day contract. They'll do the full Julian Edelman thing mm-hmm. where he's sitting up there, and you guys will all celebrate shit yeah. out old Johnny Foxborough, right? Yeah, they'll retire 12, probably, you know, hopefully build a statue for him. But also the other thing that you're mentioning with, like, this era now, too, when Brady was playing, it was Brady, Manning, Big Ben, Flacco for a little. Now there are six, seven quarterbacks in the AFC in that same age range that it feels like before every season we could talk about them making a run and winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you ben, um, go ahead. Not in the NFC. Think uh, Tom, 
No. Didn't mention Gronk and McCourty either in that second batch. But he mentioned McCourty. He didn't mention oh. Gronk, though. Good luck this hey, uh, good next luck. Sunday. Yeah, Gronk. Him, Gronk. Come on, make Gronk. that kick, Gronk. You, Gronk. Third America. quarter, Gronk. Here we go, Gronk. Uh, you think Tom's a part of the uh, Super Bowl broadcast? Oh, probably, right? They already said yesterday they have no plans of using him for the Super oh, Bowl. Oh, okay, fair, bro. That's yeah. okay, fair. We're getting worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Man, you think? Not the a good move. Not Wheel him out there on the biggest. The biggest day. Wheel him out there. What are you talking about? No, have Greg Olson do it. Yeah. You could easily have him be a part of the kickoff coverage. Well, that's what I figured. Wheeling out. That whole crew's getting wheeled out there every single week, aren't they? But they do it every week. Fox is literally doing this. They're 12-1. But it's not their first time, at least. (laughs) That's literally what they're doing with most of their people out there. Hey, you still got it. Yeah, say the same shit you've been Mm -hmm. saying. That's literally what they do for that kickoff show. I'd assume Ooh. that they roll fucking Tom Brady. I, why wouldn't you? The NFL Network's got, what, a 10-hour kickoff yeah. show? I mean, all day. Yeah, it'll probably be, what, 5 a.m. right up until kickoff. I, I think it is like a 10-hour. I don't yeah. know what Fox is going to be, but I assume it's about the same. It's like they have to have Tom Brady doing something somewhere. Somebody's got to have a checkbook big enough to get Tom Brady off that Miami beach to the Super Bowl doing something. I'd assume that'd be a part of the Fox coverage. I, I would hope so, at least. Yeah, no, I don't think money would be the issue. I just assume Tom would not want his first ever time being on TV as, like, an analyst be the most watched broadcast that they'll have all oh, year. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady, yeah. That's what Tom Brady does, which brings yeah, me to right, another point. Tom's been at the top of the mountain for fucking 20 years. He's the Yankees. Every time Tom Brady shows up, he's getting everybody's best shot, has to show up. And when he doesn't show up, it is national headlines. That is not an easy thing to like, kind of deal with either. You know, there's some people who are underdog stories that are able to come in, and they have a moment where they top the king, and then they kind of uh, bounce off into obscurity again. And they get to live off of that for the rest of their lives. Oh, yeah. Whenever you're the king, as soon as you fall once, you get asked about that one fall forever. So this person, who was never really ever at the top, who knocked off the king, lives off that forever. Every conversation is about that. When you're at the top, though, your conversation is about that one time that you lost to this guy. That is a whole different set of pressure that Tom has had for 23 years in the most watched league in the world. The mental toughness, the just everything about him is awesome. And we've done this for 30 minutes. We don't need to do it anymore. Andrew guys did it yesterday. Fucking thank you, Tom. Congrats, Tom. We'll never see another Tom. And we won't be able to see another Tom. So congratulations. Thank you, Tom. Tom. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Other big news. Obviously, Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. This should be an incredible thing for the Denver Broncos. We thought Sean Payton might go to Arizona because Arizona definitely needs somebody like Sean Payton. Get the offense back together, a little bit of accountability, and somebody with a resume that maybe more people could buy in. D-Hop has already asked for a trade. Would that change if Sean Payton was the coach? We think so. We think there's a chance that he'd be able to buy in to what Sean was pitching. Who will the Cardinals hire? We shall see. But the Texans get D'Amico Ryans. Congrats to D'Amico. Broncos get Sean Payton. And you guys had a source-off yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah, Big time. I fucking hate that I missed a source-off. I was watching at home so mad about a source-off taking place. We'll have one of those sources in the source-off. Ian Mm -hmm. Rappaport joining us live from Mobile, Alabama at 1.20 Eastern Standard Time. He'll be talking about his report that the Broncos wanted D'Amico Ryans. And then when D'Amico Ryans decided to go to the Texans, then they initiated calls back with Sean Payton. And that just so happened to be on the same day that D'Amico Ryans signed to the Texans or whatever. Then Adam Schefter was like, excuse me. 
Timing of today's two hires was completely coincidental. Broncos were zeroed in on Sean Payton and didn't make any contact this week with D'Amico Ryans or his agent. Denver was focused on Payton and Houston on Ryan. So we have a little bit of a source off. Oh, yeah. And the reason why this is a big deal is because the narrative that's getting sent to Sean Payton and the Broncos fans is that this was our second choice, mm -hmm. even all the way up to the day of the signing. Sean Payton's already won a Super Bowl, has been a head coach before, but that's a bad look going into a new relationship. And Schefter said that that wasn't the case. Ian said it was the case. We'll talk to him at 120 to see what it is. Chuck Pagano, how do you feel about these two hires? I feel like Russell Wilson, now league sources, have told us that Russell Wilson was the one around league conversations being blamed for the Broncos sucking on offense last year. Historically bad year for Russell Wilson and that offense. Defense was a bunch of dogs. So seemingly have a, has a pretty good roster. Hopefully Sean Payton will be able to turn it around. And D'Amico Ryans with the Texans, you can talk about either one of them first. What are your thoughts on the two hirings? Former head coach of the Indianapolis coach, Chuck Pagano. Love him. You know, and if I'm Sean Payton, the first order of business is I'm getting in there. Evero, Ezra Evero, he did a great job with that defense. You just mentioned they got a bunch of dogs, right? So if I'm Sean, because Vic Fangio is always tied to Sean, right? Wherever Sean was going to go. He just went to Miami, by the way. Vic Fangio has signed to Miami, allegedly will happen after the Super Bowl. Yep. Congratulations, Vic. Vic. Congrats. He was originally there, then he wasn't. Was he using it as leverage for more money, or was he actually going back to San Francisco? Allegedly, Kyle Shanahan didn't want to change the defense mm -hmm. from 3-4 to 4-3, 4-3 yep. to 3-4. So he is going to Miami. Congratulations to Vic and to Miami. Yeah. Forgetting the Huge. fucking guy down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Get back, your suntan lotion. Yeah, he'll yeah. have plenty enough money to, you know, he won't have trouble <laughs> buying it. Well, I think the uh, real estate down there is pretty expensive, especially yeah. with the amount of cranes that have been down in Vic, Miami. Vic's a great coach. And McDaniel won't have to worry about one thing on that side of the football. Which is great for McDaniel. So that he, yeah, because being the head coach and the play caller, we all know how big a deal that is. But fired up for Sean. He'll do a great job there. He'll get Russell to be Russell again. We're sure of that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I thought it was so. I thought there was a chance he took ayahuasca or something. He forgot how to play football. Mm -hmm. You know, because we it were watching like it last year. Exactly. Yeah. You were breaking down some film, and you were like, "This is clearly not where." You were talking about him almost looking like a second-year, third-year quarterback, like a first-year first, quarterback, yeah. with the decisions so like he was making. This whole thing never got off the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was like from Jump Street. This was a dumpster fire, right? And. Whose fault? We're not going to blame anybody, but it just never got well, going. Well, we could. I mean, it just never got going. So who knows? But we all have faith in Sean. He's done it. He's been there 15 years in New Orleans, Super Bowl win, what he did with Breeze. I mean, Breeze was a good player, but he got the best out of him. He'll find a way to get the best out of Russell Wilson. And like I said, talk to Evero, the D.C. there, and convince him that, hey, look, you're our guy. We want you to stay. You did an unbelievable job. Because Minnesota, there's people coming after him right now. There's mm -hmm. rumor that he's yeah. supposed to go. Cardinals. You know, because he had a relationship with uh, O'Connell, right, the head coach in Minnesota from the Rams. So he'd love to probably have his services. But if Did I'm he get Denver, a head coaching interview with Denver? Who's that? I think so. That's he yeah, they, he yeah, yeah in-house in they gave him one, yes. He declined yeah. um, the interim, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But did he get a head coaching yeah, interview Yeah, Jerry afterwards? Rosberg took the interim. He, he did, but – that would be my first order of business is trying to solidify that. There's continuity there. You don't have another turnover. You don't have the, the whole scheme deal like Shanahan saying up in San Fran. Love Vic. Would love to have him, but we've got a 4-3 in place. Because 
you know, we were four three here when I got here, right? Oh yeah, Dwight. Okay, and I was a three four guy in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You think that was easy conversation talking <laughs> to Robert and Dwight? No, no, Robert ad- adjusted to it a little bit better than Dwight. No. And by a little yeah. bit, I mean a lot of bit better. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Mathis is Dwight. like the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate team guy, teammate, player, human being. Right. And for him to do that, you know, and take a leap of faith, because when I sat him down, I wasn't going to lie to him. Here's the job requirement for the Sam linebacker. Now, he's been on the left side, right, just track stance, yeah. ass in here, coming off the ball and just murdering quarterbacks ever since he's been in Indy, right? And now you're going to stand up, we're going to pay curl flat, hook curl, three receiver, you know, seam flat. And he's like, Griggs called me and we were at the combine. I said, Robert's age just called. He's, he doesn't want to sign. He doesn't want to come back. What would you say to him? I said, I just told him the truth. <laughs> so here's what the defense yeah. is. Had him come back in, watched hours of film with Robert. Just, so that transition is real. I mean, it is real. You're set up a certain way, so I totally understand that. But I will say this uh, on the flip side. Dwight Freeney, incredible teammate as well. There's been numerous evenings where Dwight Freeney has sent his limo to pick me up from places where I was. Well, this is before Uber existed. Mm-hmm. Freeney was a great teammate at that stage of his career, though. He was making $17 million a year. You know why he was making $17 million a year? Because he could fucking get to the quarterback. That? that is all he was brought in for. The way Bill Polian constructed the team, we're going to spend money on offense at skill positions and at the quarterback, Peyton Manning and the boys. We're going to go up, and then we're going to let Robert Mathis and Freeney hunt. And they're going to have to pass because they're going to have to catch up to us, and they're just going to be able to create sacks and create and cause hell. was a very successful recipe. So whenever you come in and it's 3-4 all of a sudden, Freeney was only playing on third downs, I think. Only playing on third downs, right? Well, he was going to be the rush. So the rush in a 3-4 is the guy that is rushing a quarterback more times than not. So Robert assumed the role of Sam, you know, to make life probably easier on Dwight. And they were both unbelievable, like you said. Great talent. I mean, yes. the spin move, I mean, he, he's forever going to be, you know, Sports that science, sports science. They, they did. Oh, Frank. yeah. John Brinkus. You know, so. They did. So that's not He's that's not spinning easy. as fast as a figure skater. Yeah. Oh my God! Could we have picked anything else <laughs> for a defensive end? Like, come on, man! Could we pick anything else? So obviously, Freeney, I heard you're spinning like a uh, figure skater. Yeah. He goes, Yeah, yeah, pretty quick. Thanks, pretty quick. Thanks. I'm like Freeney. This guy couldn't have picked anything else that could have spun fast, but he was that dynamic that he warranted a fucking sports science. But I do recall coming in with his brand new defense in the locker room chatter was hysterical. I mean, just and like, it's the same thing. What like, the fuck do these guys want from us? <laughs> you know, it's a full and, on. And, you know, in Chicago they were three four, and yeah, Mac and Quinn. You know, Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, and so we never wanted. Guys that can go get the quarterback for a living and, and get the quarterback on the ground, that's all you build your defense around is, is guys that can rush the passer and cover these unbelievable wide receivers. So we never wanted those guys. So what would you do? You send five most of the time. Yeah. You know, we run swill. Swill fire zone. What's called? Swill. What's called? Swill. What are you going to do? Swill, swill is Sam and Swill is Sam and Will. Two outside linebackers, three defensive linemen, five guys hunting the quarterback. Good versus run, really good versus pass. You usually get five one-on-ones up front if they don't leave anybody extra in to protect, and you let your hunters hunt. And that's how you get around having to adjust everybody. And we used to say, hey, let your fighters fight, and your fuckers fuck. 
And those guys are the guys that oh, go. Yeah. Bam. Sure. And you let those fuckers fuck all night long. <laughs> you swill your way right through all of that thing. How about D'Amico Ryan's down in Houston? You like to hire? It's JJ's pumped. I saw Big Kush yep. put a post yep. out there. I don't know oh, how yeah. active Cushing's is uh, on social media. I got a chance to meet him down at the Senior Bowl. What a fucking icon mm-hmm. Brian Webby. Cushing is. Yeah. Just a New Jersey fucking meathead through and through. I think he's their strength coach down there. I don't know if he still is. He was at one point. He's pumped for D'Amico. Everybody calling D'Amico Cap. Welcome back, Cap. Welcome back, Cap. He's done a great job with the Niners. This is two defense coordinators from the San Francisco 49ers getting head coaching gigs in the last couple of years. Your thoughts on D'Amico going back to Houston, and what does this mean for the AFC South, you think, Chuck? Uh, Great homecoming. I guess his wife is from there, obviously played there. Beloved in that city. He'll do a great job. He's got to go out. His biggest deal is going to go out and, and, and hire an offensive coordinator. Somebody to take care of that side of the ball. They've got, what are they, pick number two? Mm-hmm. they got number yep. two, right? Second. So they're going to, they've got a, a second and I think a 12th, like right? 12, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they got, got two. two. And first, Chicago got, allegedly trading out. Two yes. first round picks. They got a good young team, a good young nucleus. That defense hunted there. I mean, they played extremely hard. I mean, they didn't have a bunch of wins and, you know, they uh, got success. Worse. Yeah, but yeah, they were really they got, bad. They got worse. But he, I mean, he's they got did. a he's got his hands bad. bad. Our only advice would be bad. to stay true to who you are. You do not have. How many guys have you had on your show tell you that Sirianni? What did what was Sirianni say when he became? What was the advice somebody gave him? Uh, manure, let the manure yeah, yeah. sink. Manure goes the in. So no, no, no. Wait a second. No, the the deal was. Stay true to who you are. Don't change. Oh, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, but, the, yeah, as the head coach, be you. And and so that's what – because Sala, I mean, that was – remember we talked about that. When we watched him as the defensive coordinator. As he was awesome. Friend, yeah. I mean, Psycho. That, he set that thing up. D'Amico just took it over and carried carried on with the thing and did even better. You know, won in, you know every category that matters on defense the last two years. I mean – did a phenomenal job, but just remain who you are. You don't have to become oh, anybody you're talking else. Oh, about Salah going to New York C- and going seemingly to New York. getting all of this joy yes. sucked out yes. of his yes. life. Lost 15 pounds. Yeah, no. and on the sideline, we didn't see him one time. Nope. He was this – we saw this ball. Yeah, yeah. Stoic. didn't talk all year. Fucking dressed. Now, as soon as you got all that responsibility, that can do that to you, <laughs> believe me. What's that? You wear a lot of hats, you know, when you assume that job. Now, you get paid really, really good. You'd be a head football coach in the National Football League. But there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it, and it can, it can affect you in a lot of different ways. The expectations are crazy. Just go out and delegate. Hire an unbelievable staff, D'Amico. Get somebody. You can handle the defense. You want to keep your hands on that? You want to call that? Go ahead. But get things in place to make you successful. And then hire a bunch of guys that are going to be loyal to you, that they sit in there and they come to work every single day like this crew does Hell yeah. for you. Hell yeah. They walk in there. I sit in there. I listen to them. Hey, our job here is to make sure that you're successful, that this show is the very best show in the planet, on the Hell planet. Yeah. Hell yeah, and so boys. Our only job when we go in and D'Amico Ryans hires us as assistants, our only job is make sure the head coach is successful and we win. And that is it. Because when you win, there'll be enough cheese to go around. Hell. Might not be here, but there will be cheese. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of cheese, I think Sean Payton, I'm happy you noticed that great group here. That's why it's impossible to hire. That's why we're probably never hire. To our detriment, <laughs> but also it's the reason why the fucking drink is stirred. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing. And we appreciate everybody. I get messages. I don't know, 10 of them a day, people wanting to work here. I appreciate that honor. It is awesome. Tough to build culture. 
to easy to fuck up culture. Yeah. Don't don't want to do that at all. I've seen it happen firsthand and will never want to be a part of that. Let's talk about cheese. I appreciate all the boys here and I appreciate you acknowledging that, coach. That's a big deal, especially coming from you, who we all admire. Uh, 17 to 20 million is what Sean Payton's making this year. Yep. That's what they say. Yeah. I wonder what D'Amico would be, 10 to 12 or something like that? Is that what we're assuming? Uh, first year guy? He got six years, so you know they made a commitment to him so that the thing that happened the last two years back-to-back -back doesn't happen. So they've made a commitment. I don't know what that number will be. Yeah, Rule rule was seven and, years, $74 yeah. million or something, so you'd assume he'd probably get the same, if not more. Yeah, and he's uh, he's looking for $5 million or yeah. $5 million a year for that? <laughs> I think just $5 million. Yeah, our, All together? Yeah. I mean, if we know Tepper... <laughs> If that was five bucks, yeah, he ain't yeah. fucking. Good luck, rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to have to bring up the wrong tree. Yeah, you're going to have to bring your best lawyer. You want to <laughs> fucking get this, pal. I think Tepper can afford some guys, right? He could. <laughs> Take care of him. But he yeah, do, yeah. he does. That is not his He'll thing. He'll spend $100 million so he doesn't have to pay him No, five. that's what I mean. He yeah, can afford yeah. good lawyers, right? Bro, he, He's got a team that will. This oh, dude is like, Hitman. you better back off. Well, that's, he is. It seems like he is a ruthless fucking dog. Bro. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's also something whenever you do business down there, you got to know, like, hey, you're doing business with this guy, too, who is a dog. <laughs> Deion Sanders talked about that. He said, you should already Google me. You should have known. I'm already back up out the door. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's the same thing. Like, whenever we're talking about people, I assume that's taking place with Tepper. And the six-year thing, D'Amico's agent knew, like, hey, you guys just fired Lovey and Coach yes. Dave after one year. And they got much worse. Yes. These teams got much worse each time. There's zero continuity. Going to have to at least promise us that we'll be here for six years, even though in the head coaching business that doesn't, ha that doesn't mean a fucking thing. No, they had to, based on the last two years and what happened to Dave, you know, and Lovey. They you know Dave? To. You know Dave? I don't. Only thing I know him from Just me. from afar. Yeah. Literally chewed his tongue. Yep. Like Hubba Bubba. What do you mean? He chewed on his tongue like it was awesome. Like mm -hmm. gum? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like it was a piece of gum. Like actually on the sideline. Uh -huh. I never saw that. Oh, yeah. That was the only thing I saw. Did it bleed? No. No, it had Eventually, been there before. Yeah. Sure. No, this thing was Week tough. 12, week 13. Yeah. One of the toughest tongues of all time. Yeah, I don't know. They, they weren't bad. I mean, like, no, they're, they're pretty decent. Was it, they was beat it, like, a, was it like a tick, you think? Like a, I think it was just know, what he did to pass time. Like Jordan. Yeah. Like, I think he was just like, didn't even know it was just like Mahomes. happening. Yeah. Mahomes has chews on his tongue a lot. Does he? You know what else Pat does? Pat does this thing to get yeah. the, the play. play. Oh, as soon as the ball's done, Don't give me the fucking they blow play. the whistle. Next next fucking play. Give me the play. I want to get that out of my head. Give me that. What if you're like the enemy or Reed? Like, what, do you think they're ever like, I'm fucking getting it? Yeah. Well, Jesus <laughs> Christ, we know, Pat. Yeah, we were trying. All right, we're all here. I think they have a great relationship. <laughs> I think that is something that everybody's trying to have. I listened to the New Heights um, clip about Travis and Jason obviously playing in the Kelsey Bowl, and they were obviously deferring all. Yeah. There's a lot of other people in this. There's a lot of other things, and that's what – two guys from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, would say, and the Kelsey brothers would say. But them talking about the other teams putting the jersey yeah. on the Rocky statue yep. and Jason Kelsey saying it has to be an inside job at this point, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan <laughs> of that happening if that is what's taking place. Mm -hmm. Some Eagles fan is just going over there being like, all right, City needs a little bit more motivation. Oh, it's, oh you guys, uh, City seem as jacked up for this game as the others? No. Not really. Yeah, actually. you're right. Let me fucking head on over there. Look at this Travis Kelsey jersey right mm -hmm. on top of Rocky. I love that they're even acknowledging that yep. and talking about that. The thing that I don't love that's being acknowledged, mm. the NFL being rigged. 
Man. Yeah, well. Arian Foster's been trending for four days. Yeah. Yes. That, I mean, that was. Some of the best internet yeah. we've had that in a long time. Long time. Yeah. Great internet. Really is. I mean, and Chuck, you're the one that handed me the script. Uh, yeah, right. When I kicked that onside kick to myself against mm-hmm. the Houston Texans. Cool. When you handed that script to me before the season, and I knew that was coming, first I had to work on that kick, obviously. And sure. I guess the cat's out of the bag now. But then for you to do that in the first quarter and just, you know, because they talk about people going off script sometimes. Yeah. And that, that obviously was not that. But just the fact that it worked out so perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, and then the fact that you're able to read a play yeah. so wonderfully and jump a pick and get a pick six and obviously – the ability for everybody to be a better thespian than everybody that's in Hollywood, yeah. for quarterbacks to even look guys off, get comfortable, and then boom, boom. be able to naturally throw a pick six yeah. as opposed to like forcing it. And that's why some guys' careers don't last as long as others because they can't sell these plays as well as other people that can sell these plays from the script. Darius, whenever you hear something like that and then you <laughs> see the responses and then you see people um, – basically feel legitimized from that clip. How do you feel? How, how, how do you feel about the state of the world that we're in and the state of the league I mean, as we speak? It, it was just funny. It was entertainment, and uh, that was the best. That's what you get from the Internet. That's what, that was the best of Twitter because the people that saw the video, number mm-hmm. one, you knew. I feel like you should have known it was sarcasm. I don't know. People, I'm still I don't know. Well, that's the but problem. then the caption above it, it was half the people in the comment section replying strictly to the comment, like, oh, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And now, obviously, this conversation is on the heels of the uh, AFC Championship game and the referees, and, I, and everybody's talked about it. You had Gene on here, which I thought was great. Know, that was Dude, one yeah. of my favorite segments. We need Gene. Yeah. We need Gene every week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. Him breaking down those plays in lifetime and how they see it and how they call yeah. it. Um, so that's where the advocate that's where the conversation stemmed from, but uh, it was it was just hilarious. Obviously, it's too many fucking moving parts. John, what do you think about the script for the Pittsburgh Steelers the last few years? Uh, a little bit disappointing, uh, to be honest. But I guess they had a good script for a lot of years, so I guess you gotta you pay your tides or whatever. Were you like, <laughs> Amen. can you run it up the ladder? Like when you read the script for that Steelers game, where you potentially thought that you were gonna. You know, get a touchdown but against then, Paul Mullen. But then you read the script, and Troy was gonna Troy was gonna know what was coming. You were gonna call it off. Like, can you run that to Chuck? And then Chuck takes it up where to Goodell? Is that where you? So I think what happens is, is he the main writer. I go the... to Chuck. I go. I guess I'll sell that I'm scared of Paul Mullen, but mm-hmm. please know that if this was not scripted, I would run. Yeah. I'm trying to run yeah. his fucking ass over for that particular thing. And I don't know why the script writers. Looking back on it, Chuck, you might have a better answer. I don't know why they wouldn't want me to score in the same stadium that I won the punt pass and kick in as a 15-year-old. In your hometown. In my hometown with a bunch of McAfee's in the stands. Is that why they gave it back to you on Thanksgiving? They let me complete a pass. Well, they knew the story from you about that play would be something that would outlast the touchdown You think they'd try to get you in the writer's room. Yeah, well, they they, me I in thought, the fucking paint, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. they knew I had a, a magic yeah. trick waiting in my in my hand thing. I uh, thought you were in the writers' room when you and Trenton Holiday. I thought you guys came together, went up, and said, "Hey, this would be a great moment." I just think it's an incredible disrespect to a lot of players' efforts and football IQ to continue this thing. <laughs> Honest, uh, and coaching. How about Donnie Brown? Like fumble, put it on the ground, and Andrew has to pick Superman. it up and triple jump in. Some of the best Stripped writing right they've ever self. done. Yeah, that fake exactly. punt. I saw that one, and I tried to get that one thrown out on Wednesday. Yeah. I saw that one. What's well, which fake punt? 
Colt. That was not a fake punt. Against the Patriots. Just, just uh, to be clear, punter wasn't involved. Nope. Were you on the field? <laughs> so you got okay, yeah. So yeah. Hold on, no. Well, I was I, mean, I was on the kickoff team as well. Was that a kickoff? Uh, it just so happened to be on uh, fourth down. Your hands were all over that one. Punter was not <laughs> allowed to be a part of play. And I think that was a mistake. Honestly, playmakers on the field, give the guy to that ball. Sure. Give the ball to that guy. But, yeah, I just uh, – I, I get worried about society when I watch that, <laughs> yes, that's when I watch the replies to that. Now, shout out to PFT and Aaron Foster. Fucking love everything about it. Yeah. Love everything about it. PFT's brain, obviously, massive. As is Aaron Foster after listening to that and getting a chance to watch him work. Big fan of all of them. But really worried about society after watching that tweet. On genuine shoot, that's no. a shoot too. That's a, that's a shoot. That honestly is like it was my biggest takeaway too. It's like this is actually scary. Like how how dumb human beings are. Like legit. And not to like mix the two, but it's like kind of when like you look at like the political world that we're in and everything it's like oh okay this is how we get here oh, yeah. cuz people are so fucking stupid they'll see something and just boom you know like believe it instantly has to be true don't think for themselves at all like don't, don't even like critically think like well this is actually like this would be kind of crazy if like this is actually how like there's none of that it's just yep this is unequivocally true there's no two ways about it like it is you see that you see how many people and again twitter is a, a small sample size still a focus group exactly oh, yeah but you look at that and it really is like jesus christ like this is scary there are some dumb fucking people out here that are allowed to make decisions to get in a car and drive every day like just <laughs> Shit like that, it's like... Uh, it, Their vote counts the same as everybody else's. Exactly. Which, I don't want to go into the whole voting conversation, but... Certainly, it's real. Certainly worth it. It is... It was a fascinating study into society, reading those whole things. People were attacking me, because obviously I was working Holding with... Holding the water for the NFL. Yeah. Man, fucking no. And then that video comes. You got anything to say about this to me? That's how I learned of it, was like 10 people yep. told me that I was an idiot and a doofus and I was uh, everything like that. And I watch it, and I laughed rather hard when I was doing it. <laughs> and then I think PFT put underneath, like, the QTs to this yeah. are hilarious. Mm -hmm. So I look at the quote tweets, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I get a text from, like, Herbstreit. He's like, hey, people actually believing that? I'm like, Quite oh, a few. yeah, Herbie. Sure. I think. I'm scrolling through right now. I do believe there's some people that think this is, uh, no, Herbie, i got to call you back, Herbie. <laughs> we got a societal issue right now, I think. Yeah. And then we just kind of move on, but it's a real thing. <laughs> and we started talking about it immediately after the game on Sunday because I, NFL rigged yeah. was yeah. trending immediately yep. following both championship games. And I don't know what other sports shows are covering or talking about, but we live on the internet, so we had to chat about yep. it. And I think a lot of people that are in the mainstream people who happen to watch our program, which we appreciate, they watch our shit. A lot of questions like, why are you even giving that time? Why are you even giving that time? It's like, this is a real thing that's yeah. happening. Like, people think this. I think this is a real thing that's happening and you should pay attention to. And then obviously fucking macro dosing comes in yeah. and uh -huh. just dominates the whole thing. Amazing, incredible. It is a question mark about our entire society. Though. And then yeah, same deal. Tough. You have like some bigger out outlets who didn't watch the video and then just run with that. It's like Arian Foster said the NFL who did? Sports Illustrated. I saw, yeah, I saw SI fucking yeah. quote, quote tweet. I didn't read well, the I, article, so maybe it was tongue in cheek and he was kind of doing the same thing we are. But even that, even you know, to get to that point where it's like. That one uh, new account that Rab said definitely don't listen to those people also did the same thing. We should yeah, take that and do. Which one? There's like 10 of them. Yeah. The, uh, Jordan Schultz? 
<laughs> you just asking, Tony. <laughs> I was in just group text last night with Schultz. ML football. Yesterday. Oh. What was he saying? He brought me into a group text yesterday. With pretty, who? Pretty big. Click? Really? I mean, unless it's not with already Starbuck? got clicked. It was an introduction to somebody. It was not to Howard. No, uh, it was not uh. to Howard. <laughs> it was it was pretty large. Might not be the person, though. I, I mean, honestly, might not be the person. Yeah. Right. It was an introduction to somebody that's definitely good for the program. For Ichiro? us. Right? No, not Ichiro. Mm. Was it green or blue text? Blue. Okay. okay. So it probably is real. Steve Jobs. I don't know. <laughs> Burner phone, you'd assume green. Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve's dead. Steve is Maybe. dead, but he did create the thing that has the blue text mm-hmm. message. Bezos? He was, he's been tweeting. It was not Bezos or Elon. It was no other billionaires. It was a general manager. Bezos, Bezos. Oh, okay. Ooh, a GM. It was a GM. Pretty big deal. Okay. John Probably be on the show in the next like week or so. John Holy Schneider. Shit. Oh, a real one. No. Huh? A real Jim. We don't know. We don't know. We have no idea if it's a real number or not. I guess I should follow up. I don't even know how I would. Well, FaceTime? I got a FaceTime. I mean, if Schultze came on here with a wig and a mustache acting like a GM, he could. <laughs> that would be. Oh, yeah. All the power to him. All right. Let's get to a break. That would be amazing. That yes. would be good. Hour two would be on the other side with AJ Hawk <laughs> and Ian Rapport. Could you imagine he comes he on? He should do uh, that. Actually. Must happen. Oh, it's me, guys. Yeah, just joking. Daddy. I was on my other phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. He has two phones. He definitely, that we know he does. definitely has two yeah. phones. Yeah, he, sh- he showed us that one time. Somebody should, I guess I should send a, hey, is this really, get out of that group. Individual yeah. text, yep. hey, are you actually. Private. And, but can you send me a picture of a spoon, the date, yep. the yep. newspaper. This, this is like a Manti Teo situation. Yeah, exactly. A catfish situation. Yeah. Yeah. Need this as of this morning. Mm-hmm. Schultz runs into a Starbucks. Hey, you can have free Starbucks for the rest of your life. I just need you to hold this stuff so I can take a photo of you. <laughs> yeah, but if the photo, then I would know. True. Oh, you're talking about to the person that yes. it's fake is? Uh-huh. This is also the third time we tried getting Sky on, too. Really? Do you know who this is? Ooh. Yeah. How do you? Yeah, oh. but those other two times came from somebody that is not Schultz. Okay, yeah. so I know who this is as well now. I forgot. This I, seems I'm to be a much. Lost. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. Different than the, the previous one, which was clearly a. Okay. I don't think so. Pretty but, big. This, if oh, yeah. this is said person, pretty fucking big yeah, deal. Huge. Did you know that Zeke, Shams, and Schultz have a uh, group call every Sunday night before the before the week? That would not surprise me. Not at all. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah, like a group FaceTime yeah. go over some talking points? Yeah. Do you guys Zoom what's, it or FaceTime it? What yeah, is what's it? going on in the week? You know, we got to figure <laughs> it out. I saw Shams was on uh, Up and Adams this morning. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Shams. Schultz, has he recovered since that Jets thing? Has Honestly, have not heard from Schultz. That was the first I had heard of him. Thing, yeah. It's all right, Schultz. Get back in that batter's oh, box. Schultz, you you replies under any tweet. It's just, it's hellfire in there. Yeah, it is. It's hellfire. If he, he, still if he's to like, this day? Yeah, no, like if he's commenting <laughs> on like Instagram or anything like that, you just boom right under it. Shut up, Schultz. Shut up, Schultz. Pretty a lot awesome. of that. He needs to turn off his replies on Twitter. That's a classic move that yep. people do. Yeah. Then the quote tweets get a little loud. There's yeah. no coming back from that one. You do that, and then yeah. that's that's basically waving the white flag. I don't think he knew what he was saying, though. Like in <laughs> Schultz's defense, like Odell. Exactly. I don't. I don't think he. Knew, no, not how you're taking that tie. I think he didn't. <laughs> that's hilarious. I was like, yeah, no shit. No, I don't think he knew like how serious the allegations were sure. that he was saying. Sure. Yeah. I think he was just rattling off things that yeah. he had heard behind the scenes. Yep. He got excited. And then, yes, he did. He got excited. Yep. He was putting on a show. Right. He's Schultz. He's, he's doing his thing. He, yeah. He didn't even know, like, what 
like how serious there's going to be massive blowback on this. He had no idea. Yeah, like a quarterback being late to meetings is a fucking mass. That's like basically a death shot, in New kill York. shot to the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, in the NFL, in New York. I don't know if he knew that though. Whenever he was just like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard he's standoffish. Yeah, yeah. I heard he's boom. Yeah. Guys late, don't like him. Late to meetings. Like I think he was just like kind of doing his Schultzy thing. Yeah, it's like when we were. And going then I was through. like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Schultzy, that's late to meetings. It's a big huge deal. Allegation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Hey, what? I got 15 people with them. We have never experienced something like that. No. We've been li- we've been doing a show five years, obviously, six years. Today, I retired six years yeah. ago. Yeah. Pretty Congrats. sweet. Hell of a run, boys. Yeah. That's why that, that's why that insurance yeah. ran up. Yeah. Middle of my wife being pregnant. That's tough. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember calling you. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> you and Will Bond. I was ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> You were. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> but he spelled out. I asked him. I said, you can kick 20 more years, Pat. Make. Uh, nope. This is what I'm going to do. And six years later, yeah. you did it. Hey, well, I appreciate that, Coach. Unbelievable. A lot of spite can do those types of things. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had spite. I didn't. I never sensed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm not even getting into it. This is a celebration. Yep. Oh, yeah. Celebration. Mm-hmm. Six Happy years. When you start seeing money get pulled out of your check, though, for things that are just complete bullshit, and it's like yeah. $20,000, $30,000, $70,000, it's like, yo, I'm getting fucking federally robbed around yeah. here. Yeah. Just for what? For what? Selling more jerseys than everybody else around here? Making it to the Pro Bowl? What the fuck did I do? Look at the Madden score. He's got the highest fucking score on the team. You're taking 50 grand out of my fucking check? Yeah, I'm done with this shit. Yeah. yeah. Happy at work, though. God damn. Yeah. Well, shout out, Grigson. <laughs> shout out to Grigson. I hope he's doing well. Heard he's got a job again. He That's is. good news. It's like a- Congrats to him coming yeah. around. Yeah. Here we are, six years later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once I started seeing money get pulled out of my fucking, this is a lot of money. This is a lot of fucking money coming out. Fine, was that for fines? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know Letters, your fucking the, name was the letter. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they come to me. I oh fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah. Pat, what was? Oh no. Who was assigned? What Chuck Pagano. Oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, excuse me. <laughs> is your fucking fine, Pat? Pat. Yeah, I would run down locker. Remember, I'd. Nobody's here yet. Really early. Slip in your lot. Run back to my office and just wait. <laughs> I appreciate you, Chuck. We had great conversations about all that. Yes, we did. Trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. I was sitting right now. I was going to retire then. Arigato. Remember, I was going to retire then. That was I was going to retire then. And I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to this fucking guy that I don't know that well, Chuck Pagano, and I'm going to see how this goes. Yeah. And one of the things that I was like, hey, I don't want that guy talking to me anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want that guy talking to me anymore. I got it. I got it. I got it. So then we did long time. It was like 11, 12 weeks. Nothing happened. And then that Thanksgiving day after that Thanksgiving game happened, my profile photo right now on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That was it. I'm like, fuck this. I'm out of here. <sighs> I'm thankful it worked. There was a couple of times where I thought we were not. And people don't know this and I've never talked about it. I was down to like good 20,000 bucks, 30,000 bucks whenever I was investing in the office and paying bills and paying people and paying travel and doing this and doing that so I can make it work, you know, make everything work. And I was staring at that bank account just like kind of depleting. And I'm like, 
can still kick, dude, right? Can still kick, can still kick. And then I go kick in my backyard. I'm like, all right, I still got it, still got it. And then I see that number go away. I'm like, is this ever gonna, is this ever gonna start going the opposite direction? And I'd say we got pretty close to shutting it all down and going back to kicking. And then, boom, we make a change. We go, and then everything kind of goes the opposite direction. So I'm very thankful for everybody that kind of rocked with us this entire ride. If you're new to the party, we can't thank you enough. If you've been here since Jump, thank you for the support and the love. Obviously couldn't be here without you, but goddamn, what a run this last mm -hmm. six years have been. And joining us from an attic in Ohio, a man who's a college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, and a stallion of a host yesterday, AJ Hawk. Yeah. What's up, AJ? How you doing, pal? Great haircut. Whoa. Great haircut. I got a little trim pre-Super Bowl. How are you feeling today, man? You feel like you still have any remnants left over? Uh, I... I feel pretty good. I feel good. I feel good. Now, I didn't eat for like 30 hours, so I lost some weight. I almost had a six-pack. I think I told the boys that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this morning when I woke up feeling great, I was like kind of, I don't want to say like exhausted, but like, and I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten in like 30 hours. Probably sore. Where, did you puke a lot? No, it was, uh, it was mostly the basement where everything was uh, coming through. You know what I mean? So I had a little fever coming out of the basement, and uh, I, I slept a good amount. But then this morning, the fever broke. Poof, I was dripping. Hey, 2 a.m., I woke up. I thought I was actually in a pool. Like, it was yeah, drenched. It was disgusting. I, I'd never felt that before. I, I'd heard other people talk about when your fever breaks and everything like that. I'd never experienced that before. It was nasty. So then I, I go... I think I had to go pee, too, at the time. So I had enough to sweat and to pee. I was trying to stay as hydrated like as possible. Yep. You texted me and were like, hey, get an IV or whatever. It's like, I don't like needles, but I am going to be force-feeding myself uh, liquids, you know? Mm -hmm. And I get back to the bed, and it's like, now what am I just oh, – yeah. What can't. am I doing now? Yeah. You can't. So I had to take the fucking things off the pillows, things off the pillows. Had to put another blanket down because the bottom of it was nasty. Good the, for you. It was a full. I would have just fucking laid in my filth. That's awesome. No, how? Yeah. It was. Gross. Put it, a towel down. Mm. It was. Dis Middle of the night. I mean, I'm just waiting till morning. It was disgusting. No. Uh, there's no <laughs> way. As a man who's never had wet socks before, I, I don't know if you fully That's understand what this would have felt like. It was. <laughs> so it was at that, like last night before I went to bed, felt real good. Felt like much, much, much better. Then when that happens and this morning I wake up, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking back. You know what I mean? I'm all the way back. But then I was like, kind of body was a little slow. I was like, haven't eaten anything. Had a nice breakfast this morning. Mm -hmm. Chuck brought these donuts in. I, it, so if I'm doing keto mm -hmm. and I fast for 30 hours, though, I can eat a donut probably today, yeah, right? Yeah, you need to reset. You need oh, a treat. Yeah. You got to treat your body. Your body needs that sugar. needs everything. You, you got to be careful, going. though. You don't spike that sugar too high too quickly. Yeah, because then you get the uh, – what was that? You get the shakes. Yeah. What, was what do mean? they look like, though? Yeah. What do you mean? That was good. We yeah, should sugar a, shakes. We should make a. Uh, I don't think I've ever had. I don't think I've ever got it. You don't. You probably don't eat that much sugar, though. Like, I, well, I do, but I mean, I don't. You can feel like kind of sick if you eat a bunch of like 
dessert or something. I don't get shakes. Boiled chicken doesn't have that AJ much hasn't sugar. had dessert since his 12th birthday. So. What's dessert? Oh, I don't know. We're getting a roasted chicken today. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Instead of a grilled chicken. Putting ranch on it. My you wife, guys have no idea. My, we do. Yeah. We've been with you for long, long enough time. periods of time on enough occasions mm-hmm. where we know you, dude. Prove us yeah. wrong next week. Yeah, okay. we know you. Boom. I've been looking at I've been. I hope there's a cheesecake factory that delivers to the house out in Arizona. <laughs> <Yeah>. Mini <laughs> hot dogs. Hey, have you seen those houses we're staying at out there? Uh, I saw Zeet sent me the one. Yeah, it looks pretty amazing. We've got say. a golf course in the backyard. Really? Bring the club. Actually, we'll just hope the clubs are there. Yeah. Well, and definitely going to need to use it. Yeah, I might be doing something at the uh, golf thing. Here we go. Now, now we're talking. Waste management? Yeah, not playing. Oh, yeah. It. Not playing. At the waste management or at the uh, Pro Bowl? At the waste management. Oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. It just got brought up in a conversation yesterday with the person over. I guess there's a, uh, a hole-in-one thing uh, thingy that happens over there. Yes. Here we go. Oh, Shot to glory is what it's called. Which is the okay. hole everyone knows from the Coors Lights getting thrown on it. Boom. That Bud Light. 16th Bud hole. Light. Bud Light. 16th hole. Yes, that is what it is. They just reached out and asked if uh, I wanted to participate in some Because with the timing of our show and the timing of the thing, I, there's no way that I could play in it. Not that they asked me to or if they even know that we have this show and that I couldn't play in it. But they did reach out if I wanted to be a part of the glory hole. And... Pretty sweet. I'll tell you what. We know. We know you do. Hell yeah, I do. Find that gold, pal. What's going it's on? It's called the Glory Hole? No, it's called Shot of Glory. Oh. But mm-hmm. it is. Like, it's actually known it as the Glory Hole. Yeah, 16th Hole, the Glory Hole, Shot of Glory, Glory Hole. Yeah, it's. we already did the research. 125. I'm taking a pitching wedge. I'm going out there, and I'm probably putting it right in the fucking hole yeah. yep. as if I'm pro golfer on PGA. What do you win? Yeah. Do you would you win like a million dollars or something? Hundred thousand, I think it's hundred thousand to charity or whatever. Yep, Fucking make that a. thing. Hell yeah, why not? I assume you're going to be able to do the same. You want in it? Uh, I don't know. What day are you doing that? Wednesday, I think. I'll, I mean, I'll go around there with you. I'd like. I've never been to the course. I hear it's awesome. I sh- just say you want to. Like, we'll just say. Yeah. I'll drain that thing. Okay, I think we just kind of got you in there. I, yep. I, we, I don't know anybody that's doing any of this, and this is obviously a massive event, and people much more important to the world than us are going to be there and doing their thing. But I believe the person that Zito's been in contact with over there has wanted to up our relationship with the PGA. Here we go. That's smart. Now. Is Colt? You talking about Nosty? No, I did like Nosty asking those hard-hitting questions to your guy, Aaron Rodgers. He seemingly said this morning he was not going to San Francisco. Is that an accurate read from your standpoint, new haircut A.J. Hawk? I I am unaware of the interview that Aaron did with uh, Colt Nost, but uh, I never thought San Francisco was really even in the picture, was it? Well, I think a lot of people in San Francisco were potentially thinking about a veteran quarterback Mm -hmm. making their way there. Tom Brady was the one that everybody thought might end up in San Francisco because of his affinity for the team as a child. Obviously, we have that photo of him as a young buck with the 49ers jacket on and his face being held in his mom's arms Mm -hmm. and they love the Niners that's how got him into football obviously Montana and everything like that they're going to need a quarterback for at least the first couple months of the season if they're not going to go with Brock Purdy who obviously has a torn UCL not nerve damage like it was reported at halftime by Terry Bradshaw he has to get Tommy John six to nine months recovery let alone on the back end of that whole thing what it's going to be like Trey Lance obviously going to get his opportunity to be a guy 
again, or were they going to go with a veteran quarterback? Everybody was hoping maybe Tom Brady, now hoping maybe Aaron Rodgers. Colt Nost this morning on the hole-in-one challenge, I believe, asked Aaron before he teed off if he's going to San Francisco or if he liked having a star on the side of his helmet for Dallas Cowboys. He said, I'm not going to San Fran. Then he hit the ball. Does that mean he's going to Dallas? Oh, Maybe. I don't know. What, is, what do you think of – isn't Jerry saying they're about to uh, extend? They'd be willing to extend Dak Prescott? Stephen Jones said they would like to extend Dak, uh, Dak Prescott. I believe Jerry said they were looking at a potential quarterback. Drafting, drafting one, one every one year. Sure. Drafting a quarterback. Yeah, Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are committed to drafting a quarterback. He said he should have committed to drafting one every year years ago. Now, remember, Jerry Jones has been running the Cowboys draft 55 years. Yep. That's right. So From him saying, now I'm drafting a quarterback every single year, and I should have done this years ago, is awesome, fantastic. He's like, over the years, this is what I have learned. It is an interesting whole turn and series of events, though, because what Steven's saying, I think, is a make good for what Jerry said to <laughs> Dak and Dak's people, but Dak has zero guaranteed money on the books after 2023. So Stephen Jones coming out and saying that they are looking to extend Dak and Dak is the quarterback of the future is big news for not only the Cowboys, but for Dak's people in a leveraged standoff. Yeah, and for Jerry, too, he just lost to Brock Purdy. And the Niners traded up to get Trey Lance. That was their guy. What do they do the next year? They draft another dude, and he turns out to be the guy who was leading them to the NFC Championship. Say Aaron's not in the NFC next year. Where's Dak as far as uh, quarterbacks in the NFC go? People have forgotten how fucking good he is. Oh, yeah. Just because the Niners defense did what the Niners defense did to him. Now, what the Philadelphia Eagles were able to accomplish against that Niners defense was certainly an ass beating. And did they maybe tap out because they couldn't attempt a forward pass on the offensive side of the ball, which is certainly a detriment to your team being able to win. But Dak Prescott, I think he had the most touchdowns over a series of the year this year after like week 12 towards the end of it. He's had success. He's done well. But everybody remembers what you've done for me lately, and they're the Cowboys. Do you think the Dak criticism is fair or unfair, Darius J. Mm, Butler? It's definitely fair. It comes with the position. That's what you sign up for, especially on uh, America's team. And, uh, you know, played, what, 12 games, led the league in interceptions, had that streak oh. where he was, you know, th- turned the Seven ball over. straight. Yeah, we talk yep. about all the time, you know, the ball is a program, regardless of um, what else you do. So, yeah, the criticism is definitely fair for Dak. Uh, as far as A-Rod, though, I feel like, I feel like we know where he's going now. I- I've been saying the Packers for the last few weeks, but after that uh, Devontae Adams tweet I saw. Oh. Oh, He's not going to Las Vegas. On, that is a place where people thought Tom Brady was also going to go. So I guess that does open the door for maybe Aaron to Vegas. And Devontae said he's going to my neighborhood. Hell yeah. And then Devontae also put on his IG story some highlights of him and Aaron slicing and dicing and back shoulders and everything like that. Devontae reminiscing on the glory days, joining us now. Maybe a man that has answers. And if he does have answers, he won't tell us, which is a damn shame. He's a senior insider for the NFL, both the league itself and the network that it owns and the streaming service, NFL Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. What's up, guys? Bad weather in Mobile, or are you just hung over and getting the chills? Um, I feel great. I had a good exercise this morning. Um, It's weather is not great, but we got some drills going on over here. Hold on, let me see if I can flip this. Nope, missed it. Hold on, bad one. (laughs) 
I don't know how to flip the camera. Hold on, let me Turn, do that. There, yeah, there you go. Well, lower right corner is where see it some is. Some drills going on, but I'm feeling good. Couldn't see anything there with how quick it was, but we do appreciate you at least giving us a peek at the action, and we appreciate you taking time out of your life to join us. We're going to talk about what we were just chatting about right there. Tom Brady retiring off the board for the Niners, if that was a real possibility, we don't know. Off the board for the Raiders, if that was a real possibility, we don't know. Does this mean Aaron Rodgers going to the Raiders, especially after what Devontae Adams said, or is Aaron Rodgers going to the Indianapolis Colts like everybody else thinks on earth? <laughs> This is welcome to the Colts, right? Um, so first of all, the, the Devontae Adams tweet, um, you know, I, I know that players like to stir it up. I know that players like to have some fun. I know that Devontae Adams knows that his buddy Derek Carr is not going to be back almost under almost any circumstances uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded, would the Raiders be a possibility? You know, I would say somewhat. I mean, one thing we know about Dave Ziggler, the GM, is he will swing big. He did it for Devontae last year. They could do it. They could do it cap space-wise. They could do it uh, money-wise. They could do it pick-wise. Um, so I would say at least it will be something that would probably be considered. But here's the thing with Rodgers, right? Like, he's easily the best player available, regardless of position. So every team will have to consider him. So it's like you could ask about almost any team, and be like, well, could they get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think that would make some sense. So that's that's kind of where we're at for the next month, I think. If Rodgers wants to be traded, which, you know. No, 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 no. That ain't the Hey. <whistles> Say this right, Rap. If the Green Bay Packers want to move on to the Jordan Love era and they would like to do that, then Aaron would have to be open to the trade. Is that what you meant by that? Or uh, it could it could go either way. Because I think mm. what it is, if there's a mutual understanding of, all right, we, we want Rodgers to be back. Like, I would say this. If Rodgers wants to be back in Green Bay, I think there's a very good chance that he's back in Green Bay. That is my guess, educated guess on the whole situation. If he says, guys, one more run. Let's do it. I'm back. Hard okay. to imagine. That I think that's kind of breaking news, right? I think that's kind of breaking news because what's been reported in the by the person that you had a source off with just yesterday yeah. or two days ago, he was reporting. What's that? I don't remember that, but okay. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll remind <laughs> you here. Don't worry. It's the next topic of conversation after AJ that's gets his question in. But like um, he was basically reporting that a trade is imminent. Yeah. And we, we assumed that that was coming from the other side of the conversation, which would be the Packers, because we have convos with the other half of that conversation, Aaron, and the way Aaron laid it out was, do I want to still play? I have to take my process to figure that out. And do they look to move on? If they are looking to move on to the next era with Jordan and his young crew, there's no malice and everything like that. So I think both sides were taking the time to figure out what they wanted to do. Then when they come together, they're going to be able to do what they have to do for both parties. What you're saying is kind of if Aaron wants to stay, they're going to be able to – that's big news. I think that is kind of breaking news coming out there, Ian. I I don't see it like that. I see it kind of like a return-to-play situation for the player, right? It's like when we're trying to figure out news. is the player going to come back from injury, it's like there's the player, there's the team, and there's the medical. And everyone has to be on the same page to, to, do, to get a player back on the field. So to me, like this is sort of like this. It's, there's so many moving parts. It's, does he want to be back? Like I think if he does want to play and if he wants to be back with the Packers, hard to imagine them saying, actually, no, we don't want you. I just I can't I don't believe that's breaking news, uh, although I'd love to claim it if it happens. 
Um, but is. I think that would be the way it would go. Now, if they do want to deal him, it sounds, based on what he said on your show two days ago, whenever that was, that if if they want to move on, it sounds like he'd be okay with that. And my guess is he would probably find a place that would like to welcome one of the best players we've seen in the last couple of decades to play on their team. Right here in Indy. Go ahead, AJ. Come on. I don't know about that, but Ian, what do you think? Like, what kind of timeline are we looking at? When can we expect anything to happen with this whole situation? Period six. Hold on. Period six. I lost the the first part of your question, but I assume you said, what is the timeline? Yeah. Um, uh Uh-oh. I'm moving. Players are coming at me. I'm yeah, moving. smart. Oh smart. Team. Tackle one of them. Didn't they say team form, period? They're going to be tackle. on the sideline, I think, Bob. Mm-hmm. I think you're okay. I don't think they're going to be doing anything over there. As somebody who um, has had to stand around and practice before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A lot of them. Um, Too many. Anyway, to answer your question, um, the let me just sit on some of these pads since they're just wow. – nobody's using these things. Anyway. Those oh, might. Oh so those <laughs> might get used. Yeah, whatever. Go on, pal. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, you know, I these things are happening faster and faster, right? Like, remember the Matthew Stafford golf trade happened like as everyone was coming back from the Senior Bowl, which would basically be in two days, but it was like a couple of years ago. The Derek Carr trade, if there's going to be a trade, which I still think is possible, would happen around the time of Super Bowl week. So you're talking within the next two weeks or so. Once one thing happens, things generally accelerate. So if Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded, which, again, I believe is possible, um, then it would probably happen in that window of a couple, a week or two before free agency. It's just once you start talking, if everyone's on the same page, if he wants to come back, it all will happen pretty quickly because if you want to get him, you want to get him now, right? Yeah, there's a hooded male over your shoulder. It's hard not to... See that, yep, on the show. What's up, bud? Welcome to the program. Good to have you. Thanks for being on here. Are those the locals there, autograph hounds? Who do you think that is normally during practice on a Thursday at the Senior Bowl? Um, you know, I haven't been signing a lot of autographs, so All I right. assume they're not a okay. All right. All right, let's okay. move on. Uh, wrap our, our side of the conversation saying the same timeline, couple weeks. Yep. So we're right here in the middle of it. We're about to learn a lot. We'll just kind of sit and wait for that to take place. Let's talk about some timelines that happened in a source. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, so you reported that the Broncos were chatting with D'Amico Ryans uh, as close as of the day that he signed with the Texans trying to get him out of the Texans into the Denver Broncos. And then Shefty came in and said, that is not the case. Had not talked to D'Amico this week. They zoned in on Sean Payton. The Texans zoned in on D'Amico. The reason why this is a big deal is just strictly optically to the Broncos fan base and to everybody in the building about what and how this all took place on whether or not it's good business or bad business. What are your thoughts on the whole source off that you just had there? And do you wish we would stop bringing it up? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind people talking about it. Just like I don't mind anyone reporting something contradictory to what I said. Like, I, I mean, I know it's fun to call it a source off, whatever, but for me, like, I reported what I had based on the best information I can get, based on talking to many, many people throughout the course of the last month. And then whatever happens as a result of this, like, I don't really mind. Like, I don't even – I mean, I know people sort of seem like it's me versus Schefter. I don't even think that. It's just I report what I know. It he is. reports what yeah. he knows. And then everyone can sort of judge for themselves whichever way to go. 
my understanding of the situation is the Broncos started this process with three top candidates, and that was Dan Quinn, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton. They wanted to swing big. Quinn said, I'm going back to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They loved D'Amico Ryans. He was their guy. And then they went to Michigan to go try to talk to Jim Harbaugh. They didn't make an offer, but I think it's very clear that, you know, that was serious enough where they literally went to his town, maybe even his house, wherever they went, tried to get that done. Did not happen. Um, You know, obviously, D'Amico Ryans at that point made it clear that if he was going to pick someone, it would probably be the Texans. They focused on Sean Payton, went back to D'Amico to see if his deal was getting done in Houston. It was getting done, and they finalized it with Sean Payton. And, you know, it's like, I don't know about the optics, but, like, that is a long, winding search to end up with a coach who I think a lot of people thought would be a top candidate. But they had their eyes somewhere else for several different moments. Well, D'Amico is obviously hot to trot because of what he's been able to do. You broke that he was going back to Houston pretty much like a week before it came out. So I think you should feel good about it. But I do like a good source off. And I appreciate (laughs) the fact that you don't view it as you versus Schefter, but you two are at the top of the game. So that's a compliment more so than anything. And obviously we appreciate your time here. And it's a damn shame nobody's asking you for your autograph with Mm -hmm. all of your incredible hard work. Sean Payton getting 17 to 20 million there saying, what's D'Amico getting? Do you know? You know, coaching salaries are weird because they're not public. I think it's – this is not reporting, but this is my guess based on the Im- accumulation Smart. of information. Pundit. Pundit hat. Pundit hat. Yep. Um, I believe you're accurate on that number. It's going to be very high for Sean Ooh. Payton. Um, Shout out to me. It's going to be very um, D'Amico would be less because he's a first-year coach um, and does not have a Super Bowl and didn't have the sort of – I don't know. I hate to call it circus because it wasn't that, but didn't have the – the drama involved in Sean Payton. You know, there's no salary cap, so if the Broncos wanted to pay him thirty million, they could do it. No, I heard secret. he made no, I heard there was an agreement with the other owners. He wouldn't do that. I don't know if that's the case. Um well, that'd be but if I were in a make yeah. an agreement and then I would just be like, and whatever I want because you can't stop me and there's no salary cap, so leave me alone. But well, I'm not an owner. Well, Haslam did that last year. Yeah. You know, right. there was an agreement. Then he said, nope, fuck you guys. We've been bad for way too long. $230 million guaranteed, every dollar of it. Don't care if he's good or not. Good luck to everybody else uh, keeping up. Let's talk about a coaching search that's taking place right here in Indianapolis. Heard there's a third round of interviews. Is that real or are they just <laughs> delaying till after the Super Bowl to really dive in with somebody they might like? I think that's real. Now, I'm not, Fuck, you know, there is dude. a possibility that go out to, you know, yeah, in today and then Steichen's in either tomorrow or Saturday and they go, all right, we're good. But I don't know if you know this, Pat, but when Jim Irsay talks, a lot of times it's a really long time. He talks for a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, these interviews have been marathons. Um, you walk into that very cold office, you're there for multiple, <laughs> multiple hours, and then uh, you got to come back, and then you got to come back again, and... I don't know if it's the best search or the most thorough search or the worst search, but they're going to end up with a coach, and then we'll see. And I don't know if any of this matters, but maybe he just wants to torture all of us to force us to talk about it through, like, the draft or something. Till the draft? Oh, hope Crash. not. Christ. That'd be awesome. Makes sense. I would be, I would be real sour. I'd be real Is sour. Is this pundit hat or a fucking source? Is anybody coming out or any source? Yeah. Balls, watch your... You know, watch your six there, oh, pal. Man. Got balls flying around. Could you imagine you get bosed? That'd be oh, awesome. Get man. a cleat tossed yep. right into the side Ooh. of the arm or mm-hmm. something while you're back going. of the neck. 
I was the Bosa thing was crazy. I'm actually surprised we don't see that more. Like oh, yeah. I can't believe that's the first time we've seen that. That's what I'm saying. Like AJ, the only time he ever got hurt was on a punt play, and then standing on the sidelines, they won't even let Von Miller stand there because how dangerous it is. Mm-hmm. Punters are able to handle both the most dangerous yeah. play and the sideline at all times. It's a, it's something that we need to add to our resume. It scares <laughs> me though that the Colts have not found who they like. Because if you haven't found who you like, are you ever going to find who you like? And if nobody's jumping off the board, why are we having them in there for three fucking times? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. What else do we need? If, 12 hours I heard one of these interviews? I don't know if it's 12, but it's extremely long. Like I, eight I, hours, I, 10 hours? What, what is yeah, extremely long? Yeah, something like that. Jesus. Like eight hours. Now, I'm kind of yeah, with you in that, like, what? if you have to take that, like, shouldn't you know? But maybe they do know, and they just want to make sure. And, like, what do these guys in again like they have to come in so I, I don't know it's it is unprecedented as far as i can tell 12 hours is so long yeah mm-hmm. and you know who the owner wants and maybe that's why it's taking a little what are you long. talking about are you talking about saturday yeah jim wants saturday and ballard is doing everything in his power to hire someone else well yeah, or there's maybe a super bowl coach that hasn't been able to make his way for a 12-hour interview sure. yeah mm-hmm. in be. indianapolis that maybe is at the top of the list and they are not just sure yet so they're trying everybody else What's that? No, no, no. That's, I would say that's possible, and I kind of wonder. Like the Cardinals have someone in today. They have Brian Callahan from from the Bengals, um, and if they don't hire someone over the next like twenty four hours, you'll be like, maybe they're waiting for, you know, maybe they're waiting for Spikeman. Shane Steichen, maybe Jonathan Gannon. That would make sense. They say special teams there. Yeah, this is my time to shine. Yep. What is this punt? This is where I do my analysis. Hold on. What are we doing here? Field Someone's goal. Kicking. Something. That, I don't know. Is that it's, field goal or a punt rap? I mean, it, <laughs> it's. Uh, you guys know. I don't know what's going on, to be honest. Here, turn the thing around. That guy's got sweet khakis. I can't fucking see shit. Yeah, I can't. This is your life all the time, huh? This this level. I mean, look, there's some advantages. All like if I had to sit in coach, I still got plenty of leg room. Whereas a lot of people are really fighting for leg room. On the other hand, you do not have a great vantage point to see some things. So how is the senior ball this year? Is it good? I mean, seems good. Seems good players. Like you know, there's not as many coaches and GMs as there usually are. See, it's dying. We told you this. You didn't even know. We are breaking the news to you. This is done. Senior ball is done. Any head coaches? There are. There's head coach. It's just not that many because the coverage is so good oh, that you don't need to be here. And when I think some – oh, we got punting, pal. We got punting. Yeah, who are they? Do you know who the punters are? Oh, yeah, yeah. They got um, – oh. one name is uh, – is, uh, I can't God. I can't read it. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then another, there's another – Come on. They didn't hand you a roster? And then they go to commercial? I mean, what the fuck? We're watching the live feed of it right here on the the backboard. That's how we learned it was the punt period. That's what the senior bowl is for the kickers and the punters, though. Just absolutely, you know, I mean, hopefully they change all the rap. Oh, yeah, it's that, uh... It's that, uh, I know this guy. Uh, from Michigan State. Hey, we told you, though, the senior bowl, they did something. We don't know what it is, right? Different vibe this year than years past. It's just... I mean, it is a little different, but I don't think it's going anywhere because it's too helpful. 
Yeah, the Shrine Bowl will become what this is. Uh, Darius has a question for you. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you spoke briefly about uh, the Derek Carr situation. I saw a report yesterday saying the Raiders weren't allowing him to seek a trade, which sounded weird to me. Is that normal um, with the teams? I mean, it's there's a couple different ways to do it. He has a no-trade clause. So mm -hmm. what you could do is just go, like, Derek, you go find the team. So I think that that would be one thing they could potentially do. They're not going about it that way. It sounds like they are trying to find a trade partner and then we'll present him with whatever options there are. Now, they are going to be extremely thorough. I would imagine they'll talk to every team, and they'll know, is there a market or is there not, and then present it to him. And I don't know this for, like, absolute sure, but my guess is before he agrees to anything, he's going to want to talk to one person, multiple people, um, to figure out if that's the right fit. So, like, this is not the normal trade. Like, all right, agreed to terms. Like, let's go. It's like, all right, we agreed to terms. What does Derek want? I think that is part of it. But that's why it's, you know, probably a little more complicated. And that's why these quarterback trades are hard to do. Tone. Ian, with, with Tom retiring, now there's another place with a quarterback opening up. Um, like, is Jimmy G in line to be a starter next year, do you think, in any of these teams that are looking for a quarterback? I do think he's in line to be a starter. Um, you know, it sort of depends on what you want. Um, but when – Depending on if Derek Carr is a free agent or not. If Derek Carr is not a free agent, if he gets traded, Garoppolo might be the top. I mean, he's a starter. He's got plenty of experience. He took a team to a Super Bowl. It's not going to be, like, crazy, crazy, crazy expensive. Um, I think he'll be really attractive, and I do think he'll be a starter. And I think, you know, there's some other guys that I wonder about, too. Like, will Baker be a starter? Will Minshew be a starter? Will Tannehill be a starter if the Titans do something with him? Like, there's... It's it's a good class. I wouldn't say it's like the greatest class ever, but it is a good one. So if Tannehill is out at Tennessee, that would mean Willis is in? Uh, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, now I would say let, let's let's play it forward a little bit. Let's say Tannehill, they do decide to trade him or cut him. Or I don't even know. They decide he's not a starter. Rand Carthon is their new GM. He came from San Francisco. Jim uh, Trey Lance. Oh, right. No, I don't think so. Um, Jimmy. But Jimmy G might possibly. Jimmy G in oh. Nashville, Tennessee. Wrong game. Sweet. Wrong could game. you imagine him in Nashville? I could, actually. Oh, yeah. What do you mean by that? What's that? What do you mean? He's incredibly handsome and charming. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be songs written about fucking Jimmy G. He mm -hmm. goes to Nashville, does he Tennessee. Have raw land down there? I think so. I don't know if he has raw land like Aaron does, but. Aaron was down there visiting the Bakhtiaris. Yep, yep. Obviously, the whole family, the Cobb family, right. is down there. He didn't stop by and see Vrabes. Great question from AJ. But I don't know if Jimmy G has raw land. I think he would have raw something else, Dyer. Time for question for Rap. Yeah, Rap Sheet, I know you mentioned that the Cardinals have Brian Callahan and some other people coming in, but we really still haven't heard much about that. Is that job considered kind of like a dumpster fire or is it like, I mean, why is the Colts one kind of the one that everyone's talking about it when it seems like the Cardinals also have no idea what the hell they're doing? See, I, I don't, I don't really see it like that. The Cardinals have been quieter, but their search has been kind of just regular, like methodical but regular, and they've interviewed good candidates. Um, the Colts one is more of a curiosity because there's so many and so many rounds, and I don't know how many rounds it's going to end up being, but a lot of them. The Cardinals is just kind of a regular search. I think it's a pretty good job. Um, I think it's certainly more than okay. The GM is really respected. The Kyler not being ready to start the season makes it difficult. 
and leads to some difficult decisions. But I don't think it's a bad job. I just, you know, because there is some talent there. There really is. Um, they're going to have to get the run. We're watching the punt period right now that you are refusing to Oh, watch. yeah, me too. No, that's what I'm doing also. How's the guy been hitting? He's been hitting good balls? That uh, yeah. Bad. I'm a big fan of... Uh, oh, not that good. I don't know who that, Whoever that is. Uh, Beringer, I think, is his name. Somebody just tweeted yeah, him. No, Go Green. green. Yeah, he's, what I was he wears Rex Specs. Yeah, he's a stud. Nice. Be- Actually Tom won Beringer, Michigan State yeah. games last year. Not even kidding. Really? Yes, he's pretty good. Wow, all right. Let's go, Beringer. Good luck on you. Bombs and balls, pal. Did a great job in Major League. Jake Taylor in Major League. (laughs) Not bad. Connor, your question for Ian Rappaport, who is (laughs) continuing to practice positionism in a massively disrespectful way that I can't believe I continue to allow you to be on the program. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rapsy, I just want to let you know, you know, from me that I was actually on Sheffer's side on the source off, so I apologize. But uh, when we're talking about Matt Rule and David Tepper, is Tepper going to make him like a speed bump in the courtroom, or how is that going to go, and is Rule going to waste all his money trying to get $5 million? Well, he spent $10 million to win... Not having to pay $5 million. Yes. Great question, Connor. First of all, I appreciate the transparency. I don't hold it against you. Like I said, once the news is out there, everyone can make their own decision. I just know what I think. Um, okay. Anyway, um, nice. no, I, no. the lawsuit is long. I have not read it completely yet, and I don't want to say something honestly dumb that uh, without really knowing the facts. So I, I know it's going to be interesting. Thing, and I know legally there's some like kind of fun, fascinating stuff there, but I don't know enough about it to where I should be saying anything that will probably get me in trouble. What? Ian, what about, uh, what about Kansas City? Yeah. No, 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 just be, just say something wrong. Even this guy's scared of Tepper. Everybody's scared of Tepper, bro. He's a fucking, <laughs> no, he's a dog, shit. dude. He is. Sorry about that. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, what about Eric Bieniemy? Is he still in the running? Like, is any or could any of these teams that these these guys that haven't hired anybody is he going to get an interview? Like, what's going on? He was obviously last couple off seasons top of the list. Yeah, I haven't heard that he's eliminated from Indy, so I think there is a possibility that he could be part of the fourth round. For many rounds there are, but I think Bieniemy's really in play for a play calling OC job. A couple different places, you know, Baltimore. I think the Commanders is really one to consider. And, like, so you'd be like, well, he's already an OC. Why would he leave Mahomes? He shares play calling with Andy Reid. I mean, he does a lot of it, but he shares it. Uh, That's breaking news again. Yeah. You said this before. That is massive news if that's the case. I think that is out there. I mean, I I don't. Because the conversation is always Andy Reid does all the play calling. So when you're hiring, just like, no offense to him. Shane Steichen right now over in Philadelphia with Sirianni. Uh, you can kind of go around all the head coaches that call plays. Yeah, Kafka over there with Dayball. I don't know if he's calling plays or Day. I think Dayball let him call plays. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Kafka's calling plays. It's, it's actually pronounced Kafka, and he's calling plays. Oh, okay. Thank you for that Kafka. correction. The But these guys <laughs> that don't call plays, I think it is automatically like a hit, like – Okay, he's a part of the offense, he is, but Andy Reid's the guy calling the plays. You saying, I think you said this a couple weeks ago, that they're splitting play-calling duties. That was news to me. You saying it's already out there, maybe. I feel like we live in this world. I did not know that. Is that true? Is that factual statement? He also does call plays? I just know he, he does a lot. Like, does he physically say the words to the quarterback? Probably not, but I know he's very, very, very involved. But it's different. When you're, What's let's that say mean? he's a play That's calling plays. What's that mean, Rapshi? <laughs> 
let's say he's the play calling OC for a defensive head coach like Ron Rivera or for John Harbaugh. It does put him in a little bit of a different category and it sets him up maybe to be a better head coach in the future in the minds of the owners, even though I think that's kind of dumb because being a head coach has almost nothing to do with whether or not you call plays. It's all like leadership and such. But anyway, that's kind of where it is now. Now, with that being said, that's the issue with having a defensive head coach. If the enemy goes into any of these places and has success, he's going to be a head coach after one year, and that coach is going to have to re-find another Eric Bieniemy, which seemingly there isn't a lot of. Also, hopefully Bieniemy is a good play caller in the games, yeah. which we have seen some people who have offensive brilliant minds, not necessarily great play callers, because it takes a skill to call plays. I think that's always been the thing that fans think about Eric Bieniemy is like, well, Andy Reid's calling the plays, even though a lot of play, uh, players and other people have given him credit for a lot of the creativity and the designing of the plays. The play calling is such a big conversation. But if he's a head coach, you can bring in an offense coordinator to run your offense. Mm, right. Seems like he should get another shot at it. Chuck has a question for you, Ian Rappaport. Hey, Ian, with uh, Sean going to Denver and D'Amico going, being a defensive guy going to Houston, um, we know Vic was always tied in the conversation leading up Sean getting back in. Vic Fangio was going to be his defensive coordinator, obviously not going back to, to Denver, signed up with Miami. We saw that. Do you think uh, E.J. Evero uh, stays in Denver, number one? Do you have any information on that? And from an offensive standpoint, and D'Amico down in Houston, who do you think the offensive coordinator is? there a guy out there that you've heard that is tied to D'Amico that he's going to bring in there to run his offense? Okay, we'll start with the uh, Ezero Evero one first. He's meeting with Payton, I believe, today uh, to figure out if he's going to get to get out or if he has to stay. We'll see what they decide. I know he is going to be very coveted. I know there's some teams who would like him as their D.C. You know, there's not a lot of precedent for teams forcing guys to stay after passing them over for jobs. Um you know, would Sean Payton really do that as his like first decision as a head coach? I don't know, but we'll find out today. Uh, as far as the OC in Houston, Bobby Slowick is a name that interviewed yesterday, I believe. They interviewed a couple yesterday, but Slowick, who is the pass game coordinator with the 49ers, I think is a pretty strong candidate in Houston. He's young. He's got a really good reputation. Obviously knows D'Amico. I think those two went at it in practice every day in San Francisco. So that would be probably a name, one of the names to watch is there in uh, Houston. Used to coach for the Washington football team before they were called the Washington football team. Oh. Slowick. That would be another one from that coaching staff if he was to climb the ranks, yeah. I do believe. I just Googled images here. Looks like a 12-year-old in this photo, but he certainly has the Washington football team logo on his chest before they were the Washington football team, <laughs> Ian. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I trust you on that one. That's Wikipedia, right? They do a good job. Ah, Wikipedia does do a great job. They do. I mean, every once in a while, they will certainly troll people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if you, you lose, like if you say a quarterback is late to meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the quarterback isn't late to meetings. Boy, they go to your Wikipedia. <laughs> What's that? This rings a bell. Go ahead. We love Guy. Love him. <laughs> He's going to be dancing in those waters for a little bit of time. You know what I mean? A little bit of time. What's the big story coming out of there? Mike Tomlin? Uh, I don't know if there's any Mike Tomlin stories unless there's something that's broken while we're talking. He wants an offensive lineman, right? Yeah, he's he's down there staring at the O-line. He's just been with the O-line the entire time. Last year he was with the quarterbacks the entire time. They take Kenny Pickett at 20. I saw your friend Omar Khan, the yes. GM, walk by as we were talking. So let me go get some information from him and 
do we come up with? All right, we appreciate you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week, I believe, at Radio Row. You know, live and in person. You excited? Hell yeah. I got be good. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right, you're the man, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Ian Rappaport. And we'll be right back. Big Pat. Yeah. Perception wise, don't we all think, and I was going to ask Ian, don't you think that Eric Bianami, if he leaves and go take, goes and takes another offensive coordinator's job, all right, and proves that he can do it sure. on his own, and he gets out from under the whole Andy Reid discussion, that would that would definitely benefit him. Regardless of where he goes, he needs to get out from underneath that whole thing. Well, he doesn't call him. He does. He's, you know, they're splitting play calling. A lot of success over there, though. Yeah. Maybe yeah. in the middle of a dynasty. No. And, I'm, and, if, uh, and if you're okay being that the rest of your coaching career, then, then he has to stare that in the face. If he wants to be a head coach, I think he's going to have to end up going out on his own and having success or whatever. But, like – him saying he calls some of the plays and then immediately saying, I don't know if he's actually saying the words of the plays. So it's he's like, not well, calling the plays. That would be calling plays. I think he designs the plays, though. Is that what you got out of that, AJ? Yeah, I guess there's, you're involved in game planning and putting the whole plan together throughout the week, but then you don't call the plays on game day. Well, in the Ravens, of all teams to go to, isn't that the most different offense than no, but any other? If you're Lamar good. and them, you're probably pretty pumped yeah. that, you that you're getting the enemy. And if you're um, – if you're a free agent, I think you would oh, yeah. be much more likely on the offensive side to go to the Ravens if Eric B. Enemy's calling plays. I, I think I would love that if I'm Lamar. You know, obviously you're going to be uh, uh, you're going to expand that passing offense that people have been talking about. He can obviously throw the ball, but you bring the enemy over there, like you said, more weapons, and then you get up out of that Andy Reid tree or underneath his tree. I would say I think it would be great for him. Yeah, because everybody just gives yeah. Andy Reid all the credit mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. for being successful from generation to generation. Because if we weren't to give him credit, we'd be rude and we'd be doing him a disservice. Exactly. I assume there's been a lot of great coaches that have helped him out through the years, but being able to call plays and being able in the moment to make the play and you know, play the chess game against a defensive coordinator is vastly different than just saying, hey, this is a good play. Knowing when, how, the proper timing, the feel is something that not everybody has, even the smartest of offensive minds. Well, and they're obviously two different guys, but do you think people are kind of a little bit more hesitant given everything that just happened with Hackett? It's like, hey, same exact situation. He goes somewhere else, gets his opportunity to call plays, and then now they're kind of thinking like, oh, is it just the generational quarterback that they had and then someone else who was calling the plays? Like, this guy isn't in a position to call plays. We don't know if he'll be successful. But on the other side of that, you got fucking Super Bowl head coach Sirianni didn't call plays in Indy. Doug Peterson, before that, didn't call plays for mm -hmm. Indy. Kevin O'Connell yep. didn't call yeah. plays before. For Zach Taylor didn't call did not call plays for the Rams. Mike McDaniel, Daniel didn't call plays. So who knows? Got to have the opportunity to fail. True. Mm -hmm. Got to have the opportunity to succeed. Yeah. Could be one or the other, but I do believe that is something. That, I'm not saying that's what owners are thinking whenever mm -hmm. they're deciding on whether or not to hire enemy And that whole conversation over the last, what, four years yeah. Yeah. has certainly warranted some discussion on, like, this guy gets an interview with everybody. How come he's not getting hired? Is it because he's a terrible interviewer? Is it because who knows what you dive into? Or is it because there's a fear that Andy Reid could make anybody good? And I think that's a bit unfair, especially with what the players have said, AJ. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, everything I hear about Bienemy, the guy's an absolute stud. Holds this guy's accountable. He's like a, a hard-driving coach. There's some clips of him coaching Adrian Peterson back in the day that he and Adrian, like, he, he 
it, they went to battle. Like it, was, it seemed like a fun relationship. Andy Reid, same thing. Andy Reid, big attention to yeah. detail guy. Hey, we're going to have our socks. Yeah. We're going to be tucked in. We're going to do this. Be enemy, same type of thing. Because you see Travis Kelsey having a good time and calling a mayor a jabroni right. and have his own podcast. You see Patrick Mahomes making these magical plays. Mm -hmm. I think the way their team is run is like a fucking, hey, yeah. this is how we do yeah. it. I don't, I don't want to say Patriot way, but there's a lot more accountability, I think, than anybody could ever fathom. Yeah, structure and everything, that's important. Is that something that you would want? Like, between these last two teams, and depending on how these Colts, uh, you know, interviews go, would you want a Steichen or a B enemy, even though they haven't called plays, but they're bringing that system? So, as soon as Sirianni leaves, Frank forgets how to call plays. Yeah, true. You know, I don't know if we need to do that again with the whole not respecting Sirianni's brain decision here. Sure. But if we bring in sure. Steichen... Then we're just assuming that he learned enough and is good enough that he could potentially do a good job. But if he doesn't do good, we'll be fucked by the Sirianni effect yet again. Because sure. Sirianni leaves Indianapolis, the offense looks vastly different when Sirianni oh, leaves. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vastly, vastly different. Yeah. And the whole thing, like, you know, Frank Wright just told Carolina reporters, what went wrong in Indy, he said our run game disappeared. But, like, with Carson, we – we were not running the ball. Just throwing it. Yeah, so it's, you know, I don't – I love Frank. I think Frank's a good guy. Yeah. I think Frank yeah. will be able to have success as a head coach somewhere at some point. But, like, a lot of the things he's saying, it's like, well, who's, whose fault is that? You know, whose fault is that? Would you be opposed if they were to hire Jeff Saturday and then they hire someone like Steichen Ooh. or, you know, like someone who has – Hasn't had the opportunity to call plays before, but is an OC. Is Jeff going to get hired? Jeff's going to get that job, huh? Is that, it seems For like sure. 100%. Chuck Pagano, what are your thoughts on it, it all? It seems like the longer it goes, he would have done it already. The longer it goes, I think his percentages go down. And to your point about replacing guys, like when Sirianni was here setting up things, O'Connell setting up things for Shanahan, that offensive coordinator, he's not calling the plays, but he's setting up everything. He's orchestrating the meet meetings because the head coach has to be other places. So when Sirianni left, who goes into the offensive coordinator's role? Parks Mark Brady. No, Mark Brady. Oh, yeah, Mark uh, Brady. Yeah. And who's the first to get fired? Mark Brady. Mark. So I think not having – here. Okay, we're going to lose this guy. He's a really good play caller, really good coach. He's going to get a head job. Who's next in line? Okay, and as the, you may think it's somebody in the building because everything's going good. It may not be. You may not have to go out and find another dude. It's tough to hire good coaches. It's not easy to find. Shout to Ian Rapport from Radio Row last year. Correct. Sat like this for 20 minutes. Yep, the entire time. <laughs> Hand on ear for 20 minutes. How do you? That's literally what he did, 20 yeah. minutes. So yeah. It's so uncomfortable. It honestly is. Yeah, I, I think he thought we couldn't hear him, so he had to hold that thing mm -hmm. yep. nice and tight. Mike worked for everybody else. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have hit him just fine. The Good. seat did swallow him, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. yep. You know what I mean? The <laughs> seat ate him up. Yep. A little bit. But the words bit. he was saying out of those beautiful microphones being held down were fantastic. Cannot wait to get the radio right. Oh, radio. I know. It's going to be amazing. 15 minutes he sat like this. You remember this, AJ? Yeah, because we all had to sit like this as well, and he didn't even did – he, did he ever figure it out? Nope. It's the very beginning. We thought, okay, because everybody came in at the beginning and adjusted the headset. Mm -hmm. Everybody adjusted. Yeah. Yep. And we're like, all right, status quo, status quo, status quo. Then he never let go, nope. ever. And then the whole team just had to put their fucking hands up to the headphones. Yeah. Okay, fuck it. And I didn't even have them. No, you yeah. had the earbuds. Yeah. I, I had the fucking, yep. so what a scene. We can't wait to get to Radio Row. Talking about big guests. Yeah, huge. Huge ones. Big guests next week. Big, Both. big. 
both literally and in the Whoa. world. What does Whoa. that mean? Who's the big guest that you've heard of literally? I don't want to. I don't want to tease. I've just though. seen the list that Zeke sent out of some of the, the guests that are scheduled. Obama? to Obama. Some 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 tall humans. Oh, I don't sleep on Barry mm. Oak. I don't know how. There it is, Zeke. Yes. I don't know how or why we got to that. President Obama would not be on our show at Radio Row. No presidents, actually, will ever be on this program. Thank God. You never know. Just want to give a good, solid guess here. I'm predicting on this particular February 2nd, 2023, there will never be a president on this program. I don't know. Because what about president of the NCAA? Or president well, not uh, never. President of the NCAA never coming on this we program. We did have Jason Wright, president of the Boom. Washington football team. Okay, president of the United States of America. Okay. Commander Dwayne Johnson is possible. What if HW ones coming? I thought on? about that yesterday, actually, when I was watching Young Rock on Peacock. Um, yeah, we all were. There was... That whole series started with him running for president. Yeah. Correct. There was a time where we all just assumed Dwayne Johnson yep. was going to be president yep. of the United States of America. That is really sizzling. Is that all because Black Adam stunk? Yes. Yes. Black Nobody Adam. wants him to be president now? Unfortunately, yeah. That is, not a, that is not, not my true. commander That's in chief. not true. That doesn't seem right. There is a chance. It's great. A lot different sizzle, though, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Not, not just for, like, The Rock. I will like every post he ever puts out. Right. We have Zoa Energy drinks in that fridge over there. Mm-hmm. If I have the opportunity to buy the French toast that he's selling, I will buy it. I mean, I am a supporter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, okay? The XFL, I'll never work in it again, but I did do one game of service in mm-hmm. it. I will put on for a rating for The Rock yeah. so it does well. But there is zero convos about him potentially running for president in the future when just a few years back it was like – He's going to win. Dwayne's yeah. going to be our president. 2024. Yeah. Pre- president Rock is going to be awesome. And everybody was like, yeah, yeah, actually, why not the fucking Rock? Do and, other people know, though? Do you think other, like, casual fans even know that yes. he's going through this situation that I guess, you you know, that uh, Black Adam didn't perform mm-hmm. like they wanted? Absolutely not. No, they buy That's strictly coming saying. from here. Yeah. <laughs> and that is Where? Good. Those are facts, Tony. Right here. Right here. Those are facts. Tony, this, that, I mean, this is widely reported. This yeah. toxic table. I've seen the, I've seen the movie. We right? live on the internet. Nobody else knows. Right. I would have never knew unless it was right. for you Yeah, guys. but you don't watch movies. That's fair. That's completely fair. Yeah, people know about Black Adam. There is a chance that John Cena is the president of China, and he's All been right. on before. Let's get to a break. Let's dive into everything DB, ladies and gentlemen. There was obviously some good, some bad, some fantastic. And to break it all down from a DB perspective, and not a douchebag, no, no, a defensive <laughs> back perspective, it is Darius J. Butler. Yes, sir, let's get to it. Most of these plays will be from the uh, AFC Championship since. What's that? In the trenches was all from yeah. the NFC, NFC Championship. Well, nice. So, obviously, the other game, NFC Championship, Brock Purdy been knocked out. Josh Johnson been knocked out. You know, wasn't, you know, they didn't never have a fucking chance. Eagles just got the ears peeled back to stop the run. No chance. So, we're going to get to the NFC Championship. Now, in this game, a lot of rookies had to show up right on mm-hmm. defense in this back end. So, you got, obviously, a vet out here with Justin Reed. But we got rookie, rookie, rookie. So we got a lot of rookies out here, and that's AFC Championship game against this offense. Obviously, the offensive line was banged up. So these guys up front got to take over. The second quarter. This Are is, these um, the same guys playing in the Super Bowl? 
Ah, uh, depends. Um, put out the. We won't know it. They got an extra week, so Snead Snead got knocked out. I believe like the first drive. Yeah, McDuffie definitely play. will be. Yeah, Mc, so um, McDuffie will be playing, but um, Snead hopefully he'll be back. I think it was concussion, so two weeks I would expect him to play. Well, sometimes. And remember that one corner that Chuck highlighted on uh, yes. Thursday, who got the, the pick against the Chargers. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Those, those rook two, ass rook. Those two will be playing. For yeah, sure. Jalen Watson. So that's him right there. We can pause it. So right now we got man coverage across the board and. For some reason, I don't know if it's because he came on this show, but they're doubling. They're showing him a lot of love right here, Trent Irwin. And then down bottom, obviously, Jamar Chase is going to get a lot of attention with the safety over the top down here. So that leaves a one-on-one. Somebody's got to wear the hat, as Chuck would say. And that's Jalen Watson, 35, been balling ever since he's been on Coach P's keys. This is a slot fade. This is a route we've been seeing all year long. And the reason why it's so tough is because you put a good receiver in this slot you got a ton of space. Usually it's a post safety in here, but it's no, no, zero safety help. So it's pretty much cover zero right now for this rookie corner on T. Higgins, who a lot of people see as a wide receiver 1B. Run it back to the beginning, please, Pat. Now, usually why it's so tough is this receiver takes an outside release and you throw that fade ball. But he's actually outside leverage and forces T. Higgins to go inside where he wants him to go, completely throws off this timing. And then the best part is the finish. You know, DB, you can do everything right, but you got everything right, but you got to finish. And Jalen Watson high points this ball. So right now, T. Higgins isn't even ready for this ball. He got his eyes back before the receiver. Burrows under a little pressure from Dunlap, I believe. High <laughs> point. All night. That's a Great big catch. time play. And that's on third and down. So that's money down third and two. They go to the slot fade because Burrow has one-on-one coverage. And usually T. Higgins wins those, but the rookie wins that one. Second one. We can see it from the back copy, so you'll see the pressure. Why do they double Irwin? Strictly because of film? or Maybe because, because he was at the three position. Yeah. It's third and two, you know, so, so it's just like, guy. yeah, you don't want to give up that quick, you know, pressure. And when you got all those rookie DBs back there playing, I mean, it's huge for you to be able to get home with just the front four. And that's where Kansas City D. Chris Jones pretty much dominated this game from wire to wire. And uh, when you can get home with four and keep guys back and help those other DBs out, um, that, that's a big, a big deal. Frank Clark, uh, or is this a Chris Jones sack right here? No, I'm sorry. Josh Williams, rookie corner down here. So we got split safety coverage. It looks like he looks like he almost wants to come off and play this flat, so I'm not sure if it was a cover two or quarters down here. He plays it like quarters. He plays it like cover two at the beginning. But this is a great job by another rookie at safety right here. And he's going to be talking about tips and overthrows all the time. So he... So you'll see this flat kind of takes his eyes. Maybe he's just seeing too much because this guy's run with the flat and there's no hesitation. Another money down. This is starting three. So he's going with that flat. Once again, another reason why I think it was quarters down here. But he's going with the flat. So he should be high shoulder. He should stay high, right? And this safety should be able to drive everything underneath of that receiver. So post, dig, curl. Those are his routes. And then he should be top shoulder. But right now, safety sees he's in trouble. He sees the corner's in trouble. So he goes and drives top shoulder, gets his head around. So right now, gets his head around. Once again, you're, you're throwing to T. Higgins. Gets his head around and makes the play on the ball. Tips it up. Joshua Williams running his ass off. He catches the tip. Oh. Mm. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's perfect. Trail. You always talk about DBs panicking, he's, not getting their head around. He saved his, that corner. Oh, yeah, big time. That was always the scariest thing when we doubled, right, getting split. Mm -hmm. And you had to define, okay, who's on top and who's underneath. Yep. So this corner knows he got cooked here? So I, I, this is my uh, – if you run it back to the beginning, I think this is um, quarter. So this looks like half up here. So you got quarter, quarter. So 
quarter, quarter, half. So I think this is half up top, quarters down bottom. But sometimes as a corner, once again, it's, enough, it's a rookie, especially when you're in the press. If you're in quarters, that, that's pretty much like man with inside help. That flat route shouldn't influence you at all, even if it is third. He should be dropping here. He should just be, yeah, that's, I'm all him. But he goes kind of sluggo, right? So he just, if you run it back to the beginning, just let the route play. T. Higgins' route is kind of like a slant and go. So, I mean, it's <clears> just an <throat> incredible job from the safety to get his foot. It's, like a, it's almost like a combine drill. If you watch just his footwork, he comes back, he breaks on the initial route, gets back, literally a combine drill. You do it, come down, come back up, and then get back and turn your head around. He turns his head around, locates his ball, and then Josh Williams does. Probably, to your point, it's probably stuff, right? Stuff number one? Yep. Where's Chase? Chase up top. top. Yep. So he carries the cloud corner, right, and yep. stuff? And that's quarters away. Yep. So you're clouding that corner, you're clouding Jamar Chase. This whole game, they had four eyes on Chase. As, and that's the respect. He demanded the same thing on the flip side with Kelsey when they were on offense. He's yeah. about to jump his slant, huh? Yep. So he's ready to drive that slant. as a, So he does oh, a great shit. job driving it, recognizing the slant and go, and then getting back, and then most importantly, getting his head around. Oh, shit. Yeah, and what was this, like yards. second to last drive, too, or last drive for him? Yeah, this was, um, mm. this was fourth quarter, seven-something left Second the to clock. last drive, I think. Yep. Drop eight, too, huh? They had a guy come out of the rush, rush three, and had a rat Got, there to um, take away the little spot route. Yeah, third and three. So you take away the low mm. ball. Boo, high point there. That's, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So back-to-back -back rookies making big plays. This uh, this next play from the first quarter, it's the Frank Clark sack. Frank Clark showed up as well. He, he kind of shows up in these, in these playoffs every year, and he talks shit. I love his promos after the game. They're the best. Once again, all these rookies, great coverage on the back end to allow these guys up front. Just watch this Joshua Williams, rookie, rookie. Just watch the communication and like the uh, just the patience, overall awareness of these guys. They're going to pass these routes, let them go that way, and then absorb the other ones coming back at them. So it's like that's, that's when you got young guys out there doing that type of shit, that lets you know that they're being coached well. So shout out to I was about to say, who's Spags. the coach? Spags. Spags. Yeah, so I'm having three-time champ. He's Spagnola. a D DB coach too? He He's a longtime defensive back coach, longtime D coordinator, Paisan. Yep. Super Paisan. B, B Brady wow. twice in Super Bowl. Coach. He was head coach here. Rams, St. Louis Rams. Yeah. Might be five. And Spag's defense, it takes them a while to learn it, too. Or That would be a better question. You know, so every year about week 13, 14, they always talk about them coming into their own and they just hit their stride in the playoffs and then they're unbelievable. Another money down, too. So this is third and 10. Oh, if you just geez. see this, if you run it back one more time from the wide, like, you got all these routes coming across the middle of the field and then all these defensive bodies. Because quarterbacks, a lot of times, they don't know the ins and outs and the particulars of every coverage. But it's about throwing windows for them. It's about um, seeing color, the depth of underneath droppers. And these, look, everybody's in great position. This is, P. Ryan is probably the only guy that's kind of open, but that's not where Burrow's looking on third and 10. And by the time he can get back to him, the pocket's collapsing. His mm -hmm. O-line got whooped. They yeah. did their thing the week before against Buffalo in the run game. But, uh... KC opened up a whole can of whoop ass on him. And Bolton is only his second year too, right? So is this like the youngest defense in the league or? Um, you know, if they got their guys healthy, who's the other starter? We got Thornhill. In the we back got, end? Um, Justin Reed. Justin Reed. Reed. I'm trying to think of the other corner. Yeah, Where's so those Lenore? are Vicks. How about Lenore? Isn't that the other? No, nah, Lenore's out there in. Um, San Fran. Yeah, San Fran. Oh, yeah, Lenore. yeah. So they, right now at this point in time, typically you don't want rookies playing these type of big games. But they're out there. 
And then at this point, you got coaches in there saying, it's shit, players too. Hey, you're not a rookie anymore. It's week fucking, yeah. what, 25? But the rookie in their mind, I mean, it's a long, long, long year. So this week off would be good for them. And uh, it's going to be a big, big game. How about that, AJ? These young bucks stepping up. I, I'm curious to see uh, how many of them are, are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Because D-Butt's right. You can watch them like. They're anticipating what the route concepts are, and you can see him pointing and yelling like at, at the snap when everything starts to happen. It's pretty good. In the middle of the play, both full arm extension points. Yeah. yeah. So when the coaches are watching the film, you can't be like, oh, no, yeah, I called it. I called the under. I, yep. I told him. You know, like, no, we need, to, we need confirmation. Verb, verbal and nonverbal. That's Brian Cook down there, the other rookie safety. So and you'll see it again on this play. Great job getting home up front. This play, Brian Cook, let's get up there in the big spot. Hey, alert, alert, alert. Get everybody on the same page. I believe this is two-man coverage. Across. That's rookie there, huh? Yeah, he's rookie. It's wild. It's two-man coverage. And Trent McDuffie, man, like first-rounder. So, obviously, you're your first-round guy going to a good team, high expectations. But to come in as a rookie and be able to play the slot um, like he has. Sneed has been their slot defender. He's been able to go outside and inside more. But McDuffie had an unbelievable game. Cook was their second-round pick out of Cincinnati from Cincinnati. Oh, mm. Ohio fuck. Hometown kid. Wow. Uh, read it back a little bit, uh, Pat. So this was the, <laughs> I saw this earlier uh, in the week. I'm not sure where, but this is, I think, the secret formation that they've been holding <laughs> since the uh, AFC championship. We got Chris Jones. Jeez. It's another, another top secret formation. Why does he do all that? So Chris, I don't know what you're talking about, but Chris Jones. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Carlos about. Carlos Dunlap. It's your guy. It was where what we are you saw. talking about? Why does that happen? What's going on? I don't know what you're talking about. All right. But uh, that's what he was told. There's a lot of old linemen who were. D-Bud, just be honest. Well, this, that was actually uh, wide. The one you're talking about is the wide, uh, the wide techniques when Chris Jones is a D-tackle. This is a top top secret. I don't think this oh, was okay. exposed. Oh, okay. Okay. So this yeah, might yeah. be everything right. DB. That guy ran debut. your campus, by the way. <laughs> we got uh, Chris Jones your and, Car and Carlos yeah. Dunlap <laughs> down bottom. Chris Jones outside. Once again, this starts, in my opinion, with the coverage. And then Chris Jones obviously just whooping ass up front. But everybody's uh, locked in tight end, just two-man coverage. But everybody's, when, when Burrow gets to the top of his drop, like, who's open? Can you stop this ball? Like, probably boom, right there. Like, damn. Oh, sticky. Jesus. We're sticky. And this is, um, what point is Two this in the game? Chase. This is 44 seconds left in the game. I believe the game was 20-20 at this point. So, you know, oh, is this, the this one was part of the script. They said was rough in the past. Yeah, but this was before, you know, Mahomes got to do his thing, get pushed out of bounce late, all that shit. 2020. 44 seconds on the clock, Chris Jones. Oh, yes. You see him waving, you know. Pretty cool Burrow just took that sack because the script had it. Yeah, it yeah. Like it's that. nice of him. Mm -hmm. Bro. Stand-up guy. That's a real thing, people are. Legitimately, wholeheartedly believe it. Like, the birds aren't real things, sure. But, <laughs> like, they actually. Speaking of, these crows are awesome. Yeah, yeah. they are. They're really helping me come they back They eat around. the donuts? Yeah, they eat everything, dude. Donuts, peanuts. Lot, they're getting a lot Almonds. of Almonds. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it turns out if you don't have them out there ready for them, they will bonk their faces off yeah. this glass and off the glass upstairs if there isn't any more left. <laughs> that is right. We've been packing. It's getting cold outside. Mm -hmm. We know that you got it now. Yeah. It hasn't really gone the exact same way I thought. I thought they'd be a little bit more understanding and patient with us <laughs> if we reach out the olive branch right. to the crows. Instead, it's been like, oh, now we know that you know oh, that yeah. this yeah. is how this yeah. goes, so now we're going to need this. When we need it, pal. Might need to remind them the beggars can't be choosers. Well, they're showing up. What are you going to do with that? 
well, maybe we fucking break one of those crow's necks and toss it out there. It's like, hey, you know what? We don't want it to go like this. We also caused a massive But it could. There's this, there's yeah, big that's the problem. Is that it told the squirrels the other are getting mad? Mm. I got the I got the crows over the squirrels ten times out of ten. Yeah. what yeah. I've learned from the crows. Squirrels know they got to pay a little bit to be around on this property. The crows think we're lucky to be here, right? Which we are for sure. Mm-hmm. I the amount of shit we've learned. They might be the most fascinating bird in the sky. These crows. They're up there. They're brilliant. Well, let's have a let's have a. a fucking bald eagle show up and see how the crows Absolutely. act. I don't know if the bald eagle could put together a little fucking Rubik's oh. Cube like these goddamn crows can. Yeah, it could pick point. up an antelope off the side of a mountain. I, I understand that, but <laughs> would hold a grudge against the antelope if it doesn't taste as good as the other fucking animals? I don't know. I don't know. That's what crows do. Yeah, that's true. They're you raise spiteful. a good point. Crows hold grudges. I'm starting to hate these crows. They're asking for fucking 10% Who every tells morning at the window. And that's not how know. we are. The internet did. Yeah. And then you it's saw the big. video of that thing putting together yeah, the goddamn... The puzzle. The blocks. Prices. I did not see that one, but to, oh. who, if you, any animal, if you put donuts out there every day, I would assume they're going to come back, just like the otters and the skunks and all the other stuff you had at your old house. Do not call the crows otters or skunks. Mm-hmm. These things are a complete different league otters, of intelligence. Though, otters very intelligent as well. Yeah, they are. I would love an otter, actually. If it, if it, if we showed up here at the Thunderdome property and a fucking otter was in the back, <laughs> that'd be awesome. We'd all be very excited. They use rocks yeah. to open up clams and oysters. Yeah, they and they clean themselves. Yeah. Yep, they mm-hmm. do the whole thing. Yep. Speaking of animal, we still using the groundhog. Is that like that's? I've seen that everywhere. No, this gotta... fucking rat. Okay, I can't take it anymore. I'm from Pennsylvania. Okay, so I guess we bear a little bit of the burden of this fucking rat becoming something. Yep. But it's nowhere near where we're from. Okay, Punxsutawney's nowhere near where we're from. It's a hell of a party from what I heard in the morning. Sure. With how good of a party it is, it's a surprise that this fucking rat even comes out of its hole to begin with. But yet again, this piece of shit garment comes out of the goddamn <laughs> ground and tells the world, and this time in a poem, wrote bars, yeah. had enough time to fucking write a full anecdote as if he was a pop star, which people have made him. He says six more weeks of winter. Hey, we don't need that shit. Okay, Phil? Why don't you just do your job one time and bear good news, okay, instead of bad news? Yeah, I mean, my qualms with the weirdo with the beard in the top half. I That's think that, who I think is that, that is I a, agree. That is the bigger issue. It's That's Zach Brown. That's like Zach this. Brown. That's not Zach That's not Zach Brown, but he is trying to look like Zach Brown. So people. Hey, how many sedatives is that thing on? I bet, because groundhogs are nasty, man. They almost killed my dog growing up. Like, those things will bite what? your face. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they'll grow big, too. We, there was a big-ass yeah. groundhog in the backyard of the house. I don't even know where it's at. That thing's basically a corpse right now. Well, they should make it a real corpse. So we don't have to listen to it. Who, the The rat? The rat does get a script. That's what we're saying. This is all for gays, Mm -hmm. I think. It's got to be. What's Pennsylvania doing? We created Euchre. What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) Absolutely. We should have a Euchre game to decide whether there's six more weeks of winter. Why don't you go one time before you... Okay. I'm from there, damn it. What I've heard the, the party. What oh, the state? Well, I told you that's Zach Brown. I think it's that east is. of us. I believe it's east of Pittsburgh. It's not that. It's it's a little bit farther east of I, Indiana, IUP. Yeah, it's a little over there. A little Western bit. Central? Yeah. You don't know, Connor. Yes, I do. I, do yeah, I know. It's a little by. It's IUP. I'm a little bummed, though, that this <laughs> an hour rat. and a half from Pittsburgh. Boom. Which way? This way? Northeast. Yep. Ain't nothing good come from that area. It's in between Catanning and Dubois. All right, good things come from Catanning and Dubois. But this fucking rat is a piece of shit, and we need to end it. (laughs) I'm tired of it.
Okay, Staten Island rat who lives in a dumpster fire. Yeah, Staten Island Chuck. Hell yeah. There mm-hmm. it is. Came out Did and you see said, "What happened to the Canadian?" Yeah, they killed it. Yeah. Mm. Wait, why? The Canadian groundhog was going to pull this shit again. Yeah. Was going to pull this whole winter six more they weeks. Shot, they shot I him? don't no. think so, buddy. Snap his neck. They pulled it out and it was dead. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> they were like, "Well, we don't know if it saw a shadow or what. It Either seems to be sleeping Xanax. still. May have been too many booster shots as well from Canada." Oh, jeez. Now we got a COVID thing at the bottom of this video forever. Yep. Hope you're happy, Nick. Hope you're happy. We're talking about a groundhog, obviously. Drank one really too cool. many Molson Triple X, as I heard. Yeah. Well, I'd be drunk too if I'm going to tell the world that their life sucks for the next six weeks again. I mean, sure. it'd be tough to sleep at night, but the groundhog's been able to do it, and these people have been able to profit off it for all these years. Bullshit. I just want everybody to know that I am sick of this rat, and uh, I'm tired of it. Remember COVID year? Oh yeah. This is when I this is when I had enough. Mm-hmm. The world had been through enough. Everybody's locked down, blah, blah, blah. We need some sense of good news. Yep. Just some, some good news needs to come. This piece of shit comes out of the hole and goes, I got bad news for you. <laughs> yep. It's like, we don't need it, you fake fucking thing. All right. Kill if we needed to hear who was, when winter's coming, we would have dug up Donardo, yep, and we would have fucking had him tell us. Okay, Bingo. we don't need this groundhog to bring <laughs> bad news when the world already has enough bad news. So I think that's when I was out on the groundhog. I have heard it's a great party though. Like, oh, I yeah, can people imagine. People rip it. People have a great, great time. This is the Canadian one. It's Fred. Fred's dead. He's Fred. the de- they pulled him out and he was dead. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they pulled him out or if they killed him and just dropped him back in there. Where's yeah, the face, Fred? Pulled him out. He had a Oops. bullet in his head. Miss you, Fred. What's that, Chuck? Looked asleep. <laughs> Fred? Yeah. He was. The eternal sleep. Yeah, exactly. he had a nice tooth. In hell. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does have a nice tooth. Hell of a... It's on someone's necklace now. All those little vermins are... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're all an interesting little thing. Yeah. Like rodents. Raccoons, rodents. There it is. Yeah. Raccoon. What do they do? Eat bugs. We need them. I don't know. We need everything. They control like, the grub population, up, Pat. Yeah. They're I put desk. up a couple bat houses. I want to get some bats out here so I get bats. all the mosquitoes out of here. Bingo. We have bats around the house. We have a couple of bat houses around the house because the mosquitoes over on the lake, it's so bad. Wait till you see those fuckers fly. They'll buzz you. They'll give you a little, mm-hmm. hey, we're here flight. Mm-hmm. Bats are awesome. They are. We've got a ton at our house in the summer. How about that one? What, where's that one in Thailand or something? It was like seven oh, foot tall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the wolf bat. Yeah, yeah the wolf, that thing. I don't know if that's sweet. the exact name, but how do we get those in America? We need that. Uh, I, don't know. I think we bring Keep those over to America yeah, and feed them a couple yeah. shotgun shells. We don't need those yep. things fucking moving Amen. around. I'm done with mosquitoes. I, I, yeah, I, those things aren't yeah. eating mosquitoes. They're eating human beings. <laughs> mosquitoes are the number really? one killer oh, yeah. in the entire world. Okay, we need the we need those bats. Yeah, I thought these things eat all the mosquitoes. Look at that big nose. Oh, just no. them that's out. a baby one. Is that a moose? Wait till you see a full grown one. It's the moose jaw bat. There should be if we can find a full grown one that's hanging hanging obviously. Yeah. It's like six Uh-oh. foot, seven foot tall. It's next level. That thing's an alien. That is yeah. not it. It's bigger. I mean it kinda looks like that. That is not what it is. It looks like the human on the left. Yeah. yeah. He just saw one. How about him taking advantage of the moment too and cutting a full poem promo? Oh, Classic. Guys, the star of the show. Fucking Madonna mic on. So they're pumped every time they do this. People cheered, by the way. I heard people cheering. It's like they don't even know what he's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're just drunk. They're happy to see talking. Phil. Anyways, we're done with this rat. Yep. Yeah. I don't have to make it a yearly thing of me burying a fucking groundhog, but boom, I'm, boom. Jeez, what the fuck? Feed punks. That's, real. That's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Come on. 
Yeah. I mean, what do you, if you see that, what do you do? Just take a baseball bat and just go to town? Precisely. Uh, start running nah. like stake that. through the you're heart. Gonna need, yeah, you're going to just snap that bat in half and you stake through the heart. You've seen Last of Us? You watched Last of Us at all? No, I have not yet, but I will. All right. Okay. Here we go. Back to it. Don't let Chris Jones switch positions. I just noticed that. Is that Tatanka? Tatanka? Yeah. No, that's Kaza the Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Rest oh. in peace. That, that thing used to run the planes. It did. That's right. You remember Dancers with Wolf, right? Tatanka. Of course. The WWE superstar. Yeah, Daniel I had a dream the other night that fell on my head and fucking crushed me and I died. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nuts. Seems normal. You guys just went on with the show. <coughs> the show so must go on. That's what you want. Move the yeah. ball 10 yeah. yards. Yeah, yeah, we would have to. <laughs> Riverside. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All right, let's move along. Sorry about it. Sorry. T's and P's, Tony. T's and P's. <laughs> All right, so this is the play that essentially ended the game for the end of the ch NFC Championship for the 49ers. So you uh, five man set. So we had a play last week. Um, should we go to that? Let's go to the next play first. Ooh. That uh, we did last week from the divisional game. That um, which play? Oh shit! Is it on there? The Giants. Oh, I don't know if we have that. We'll have all right. Oh, fuck it. We can go back. A lot of punks are telling you. So it was that play. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember. It was the one you said you should have thrown in Saquon to the oh, flat. Oh yeah, yeah. Josh Sweat dropped sure. out. One, two, three, four, five guys down up top in that. And then that play in the uh, divisional round, Sweat dropped out. Reddick dropped out. And then Chauncey Gardner blitzed up the middle, got home. This time, all five rush. You keep single high, three underneath, three deep coverage. I don't know. I, I hope they didn't just think that this tight end will be able to hold up against Hassan Reddick, guy who should be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Maybe they thought oh. this Debo Samuel orbit motion would kind of hold him as well, but he dominates the matchup as you would expect, gets home, gets to Brock Purdy's elbow. And uh, like I said, this essentially ended this game for the Were 49ers. they targeting the arm in a despicable fashion, mm. Darius J. No. Butler? Yeah, you're going for the ball. We play with Sam, man, the best in the history to do it. When you go, like, they literally coach it now. Like, you don't even go for the body. When we play Big Ben, hey, tackle his right arm. Like, tackle his right arm. Don't even try to tackle that 300-down quarterback. Tackle his right arm. So this is where Reddit going. The, the closing speed, him to be able to Look beat at his first. Yeah. Right like, there. I was going to hit you. Sorry, D. But like, as there. he gets off that block, that from there to there, like that's not that's not real. Like yeah. how quick, how fast he, he closed on the quarterback. Oh, and he dips Ooh. too. Yeah. Flew past so Fletcher good. Cox, who so was also with this five down Man. front, if you run it back, it's five down front. You end up, even with the two tight ends, this wide, wide wing down here, Kittle releases. But everybody ends up with one-on-ones except – Linval Joseph, he gets the double team. So you got Fletcher Cox one on one. You got Hargrave, I believe, one on one. Mm -hmm. Sweats one on one. And Reddick's one on one with a tight end. And you got the big space eater taking up two, two offensive linemen in the middle of the field. So, I mean, designed great job by the Philadelphia Eagles and also a horrible job by the 49ers. Oh, you might score there, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, listen, I say it all the time. This is the best pass coverage in the world right here. We, because IU, unbelievable route yeah. by Brad, uh, on Bradbury. And these corners, they're not going to get beat a ton. But when they do get beat, you got to take advantage of them um, from the offensive standpoint. Oh, oh shit. Man. That changes the game a bit. Yeah. yeah How many times does Kyle Shanahan watch this play? Why, and why always another cultural point, too. Always recover the ball. Always, always, always. Because yep. on the field, this was called an incomplete pass. They went back, reviewed it. 
It was called a fumble, and it went to the Eagles because you saw him beat this double team and get to the ball, big fella. Did you see uh, Jimmy Ward, uh, the Niners quarterback captain, said that he didn't want to play nickel anymore, and Shanahan asked him if he wants to ride the bench? Yeah, I mean, those are, those are unfortunately the kind of real conversations you have. You know what I mean? He, he went and told, hey, Coach Shanahan, I want to talk to you, went to his office. Hey, Coach, don't, not interested in playing nickel anymore. And he was a safety, so that was yeah. his spot. But he got hurt. Gibson, Hufanga, obviously had an all-pro year. Those guys, wow. you're playing well. Coaches don't like the – if you're not supposed to technically lose your job to injury, but if shit's going good, they went on the fucking – they had the number one defense in the league. Yeah. So, you know. When you I've come never back, heard that from somebody of importance. As far as what? The, the injury, injury thing? Yeah, always hear it from pundits and fans and stuff like that. I heard it's I not reality. Heard a quarterback I'm, say that. I feel Who like we, James, we, James, 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 yeah, James did say it, but it also not seems real. like we see it 15 oh. to 20 times every single oh, yeah. year. A guy absolutely loses his spot to injury because yeah. I mean, the guy fucking, coming in balls out. You hear fucking Brady. Wally, Wally Pitt. Same uh, thing was yeah, happening Tom. in Washington with the commanders. I think oh, he yeah. comes in and mm-hmm. they're playing for that kid. They rally around that kid. Yeah. and you know Carson's healthy. They just didn't want to go back to him. Just Can't because of join the club in the tub. In the tub. And then they decided to in the most important game of the season. He yeah. played like shit. And they didn't make the <laughs> but that, to be fair, games. Ron Rivera didn't know they could be eliminated. True. So. Or all. We can be eliminated. Hey, we got fourth and one right here. Still this is coach. Mahomes. I mean, just obviously an unbelievable performance. But you got Travis Kelsey always on the same page. He ends up running... A seven route, right? So he's the deep seven. Everybody else is kind of in good position. Mahomes moves the pocket. Kelsey sees that Jesse Bates is in great outside leverage, just kind of pivots away from him. Mahomes puts the ball on him. Fourth and one, you're going for it. You move the pocket. This is the play you call. And Mahomes to Kelsey. I mean, it's inevitable at this point. So everybody, so you pause it right here. If you run it back a little bit, this is where the Mahomes magic comes in at. Because if you pause it, like everybody's in great position. Now this could be obviously a bang man. That get your mm-hmm. ass up there, young boy. But they're in good spot. He's in a good spot with him running that route. But he just pivots and pushes away from him. And this is how they scored most of their touchdowns. Them just going and playing backyard football. Off script. Him pivoting. I mean, the, the end of that play. The end of that play. Is oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. I was watching. Fine? I was watching that live, and I was surprised he didn't throw it to Juju in the flat immediately. Like, but then I think he just saw Jesse Bates' back and yeah. knew Kelsey was going to turn around at yeah. some point. It's, he had that time, right? He had he had the time up front, and they built kind of like if you run it back to the beginning. They kind of built that sprint out formation. A lot of times, typically pre-snap. You can kind of get something gives you a tell. If you see a, a tight end in the C area with a back away, sometimes they'll switch it and do it opposite. They just put a, a tight end backside and just had him kind of run away and cut that backside rusher off. So Mahomes had time here, didn't feel pressure. I don't even think he even looked at, at I know. <laughs> he didn't, like, literally didn't even look at Juju. What well, doesn't catches? What's well, Vaughn uh, Bell uh, confused about at the beginning of this play? I think it was a little late motion if you run it back. Oh, okay. So just trying to um, get on the same page. And Andy Reid, a lot of offenses now, Andy Reid is always threatening your edges on the, on the gotta, um, gotta have it type plays. So you see the communication. Sprint right yeah. option, right? Yeah. Got to be ready. Sprint right this off. Is what this is right here. Andy, yeah. you can count on two things, all right? In these critical situations like D-Butt's talking about, mm. is sprint right option. They build trips to our left, trips formation, and yep. you've got the overhang like Darius was talking about to pin the edge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sprint out, flat seven, and then they just adjust from there. And the other thing is in the low red, shovel pass. Yeah. They build something where you got to offset back to quarterback's left side. 
uh, defense is right, look for the shovel pass. Yeah. So that play is drawn up, obviously, for Kelsey to run to that pylon. But Mahomes sees where Bates is, Kelsey sees where Bates is, and he just <laughs> runs away from uh, Bates. Now, this is uh, the MVS touchdown. Uh, cover one down here. Now, cover one, these post safeties, um, this is where you kind of, this is where you take chances, right? Because you want to be that bonus player. You're not necessarily worried on the 20-yard line, 19-yard line of guys running past you. So Sky Moore runs, this is third and 10, I believe. Sky Moore runs the crossing route. Yep, crossing route. Jesse Bates vacates that middle of the field under pressure. Mahomes, as he's making this move, he sees that Middle of the field vacated. Obviously knows where MVS is. MVS throws his hands up. He steps up, gets hit. Laser. Wow. Laser. You remember when we did, the, did this debuts, what we would tell you as a nickel to do once the free safety took that guy? To become that free safety. So what Chuck is talking about right here is if now if it's talked about pre-snap, run it back a little bit, please, Pat. If it's talked about pre-snap, and this is kind of on that, uh, this is high red, right? So low red, we'll definitely, if this is on the 10-yard line, we're definitely doing this. But this is high red area, 20-yard line. So he runs that crosser. So if, he, if I know my free safety is taking that, now I have to become that free safety. So I would drop that mm. and let that go. He but that's least, tough, tough to do from, from the press. If I'm that guy and he goes, it's much easier. But if I'm in the press, that's tough because right now we have to bounce off Sluff. and basically go vertical and get my eyes back to Mahomes. I was thinking maybe just see sloughs off and get in that window. Mm -hmm. At least give, you know, what a throw and catch. Yeah, because this is, I mean, this is a lazy. You're avoiding the pressure late. Mike Hilton, you know, he had a hell of a game against Buffalo, creating havoc in that backfield. Mm -hmm. But uh, they kind of exposed him on the edge outside um, this week with uh, MVS. MVS had a few big plays on him. Yeah. Like the any, game and receiver. Any worry yeah. about the Chiefs if uh, Hardman, Juju, and Tony don't go? I mean, yeah. Obviously, Mahomes is so special. You, you can never count him out, especially with uh, Kelsey, because everybody, oh, you got top three receivers out. Like, Kelsey is the number one receiver. Even when Tyreek Hill was there, he was obviously the big play guy. He controlled that middle of field safety, but Kelsey was getting the targets every year, year in and year out. One of the best pass catchers. When you go 12 personnel, it's really 11 personnel because he's another receiver. On it. Same with 13. That's 12 personnel. So, um, it I'm no, I'm not worried about it. Kelsey's out there, Mahomes out there, and then MVS. I was gonna say MVS. You know, like he never had to do that in Green Bay, obviously. But like that, yes, that was kind of his coming out part. Like he has special speed, and they really haven't used him like that that much all year. So maybe McKinnon plays a bigger role, right? With those guys around. I thought Scott Moore would have a bigger year, bigger season. Yeah, but um, somebody showed up in spots, right? They give him some jet sweeps too every game. Yeah, and uh, Chiefs, Chiefs offensive line this year they played their ass off, especially in these playoffs. So we shall see. And then it's the last play. AQ went over it yesterday, but just I mean, this is just an unbelievable run. I mean, he was dead to rights in the hole. So you got an edge, you got an inside guy. You got him shooting the gap. This dude jumps over him, lands on Juke's sleigh, and then breaks like this Jesus. is like this is just I mean, freak. Yeah, this this it makes it more ridiculous from this back copy. But I just had to throw this one on there. A little bit of respect here for McCaffrey, yeah, this free is, agent. This is, so this say, now, hey, good running back real quick though. So this is a, good, a great job. I mean, clinic by this safety. He just felt it. Trigger it, because this, this wide receiver is supposed to crack block uh, Epps. Beats the crack block. 
I would say stay on your feet, make the tackle. Much easier saying that standing here with this stick in my hand than out there with a Rydell on. But um, I mean, C Mac, this is a special, special play from a special play. Oh. Do you think uh, McCaffrey has to like write a handwritten letter to Goodell thanking him for oh putting this God. in the script? Yeah, you got you got to you know <laughs> got to show him love. At least let him get one touchdown. You know, okay. while they getting their ass whooped. And this is a, a keep. <laughs> No, no threat of a play action or anything. You know you're handing this ball off. Let me get downhill. But, I mean, this is just an unbelievable individual play from C-Mac, man. Uh, you think we sign him, Indy? No, no, no. He wants to go back to him the JT? championship game. All right. Beep, beep. Two-headed monster. Ooh. Do you think if Josh Johnson stays healthy, they have any chance of winning that game? No, I don't. You think if Purdy stays healthy? Yeah, hell yeah. I think if Purdy stays healthy, it's a game. I, I still had the Eagles winning and covering, but I think it would have been a much better game. Which way are you leaning for a Super Bowl? Oh, leaning? Right now, everything points to the Eagles. Eagles right now. All right. AQ feels the same way. AQ feels the same way. A lot can change over next week and a half, especially with us being there. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Everything TV. Can't thank you enough, DB, for all season, making us smarter and better. That was an incredible. Chuck listed a bunch of these questions. And uh, I want to kind of run through them real quick. This is what people are getting. Chuck, that was awesome. Or D-Butt, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you all season for that. Honestly, thank you all season. It's been Chuck, you want Chuck. cool outfit, too. No, 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 you're good, D-Butt. We got to get him his desk. Somebody, 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 somebody. somebody he's not on camera. Not yet. Yeah, yeah we can hear you. <laughs> Mike, check, Mike. You see D Butt's cool sweatshirt too. He's, yeah, he just. Did you see his pants? They look like uh, tuxedo pants. Yeah, yeah I don't sweet. understand. They're sweats, but they're tuxes. Eastside golf. Oh. So what is Eastside golf? Yeah, you're acting uh, like that's known. That's uh, yeah. Black on golf. Happy Black History Month, by the way. Second day of Black History Month. Happy Black, black, happy black History Month. Happy yeah. Black History Eastside Month. Golf. Eastside golf. Sorry about that. What is that? That's Black on golf. Black on golf brand. It makes some dope stuff. Got it. They did the collab with uh, Jordan as well. So Ooh, we got some dope like on it. their logo. Pretty dope logo. It's <laughs> on my wrist. Sorry, I did not mean to make this a whole. No, no, you're good. But if you can, where's the camera? Here. Oh. Ooh, got the chain on, you know, so just, you know, making golf a little more hip. Great form, too. That left arm. Yeah. Completely yeah. locked out there, coming yeah. out of the pocket. You're a golfer, right? Absolutely not. Uh, but Gertie, hey, Gertie's getting me in the lab, man. All right. Gertie's been working He's up there. He's been working, so I don't know how good he is, but. He's going to Q school. Feel better. He was working, so I got to work with him. What's that? Feel better. Yeah, Gertie caught what I had there. He came in this morning, immediately sent him home. <laughs> immediately sent him. I gave him a fist bump. I'm like, Gertie, good to see you, man. I missed you. He's like, oh, oh. He's like, all right. Are you doing that because of me or because of you? Uh, I feel a little. All right. The fuck out of here! Yeah. <laughs> I need you to battle, get through it. We got to get to the Super Bowl next week. Should be fantastic. D butt, great work. Appreciate. Can't it. wait to learn a little bit more about Eastside Golf. That's a great logo. Yeah, yeah. Sir. super Sweet. cool. Uh, maybe you'll get good at golf too. I maybe. doubt it. It's a tough game. It is. It's, it's a very tough game. Without putting the time in here for sure. Yeah, you got to get reps in. Play PGA. It might help. But PGA has helped. I think AJ, you're 20 million in trouble with me playing PGA. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't worried, and then when I saw that you were doing that on the on the gaming console, it did make me worry a little. Smart. Bit. You, I think it's made me a better putter, for sure. You know what I mean? Like learning where to aim. Reading greens. Yeah. It'll feel exactly like that whenever you get out there and you're <laughs> playing a competitive real golf round. It can't be any worse than it was last year yeah. at Tahoe. Honestly, the putting cannot be. I stood I over know. every putt I, thinking golf, it can always be worse. Unfortunately, it, I don't think it could. You remember I rolled that you one. Played well. 
You played great. You made a bunch of birdie putts. I rolled a putt into the sand trap. Okay, think yeah, about that. Fast. I rolled a putt from the green into the sand. Can't get I've worse. I've putted into the water. I've putted into the water before. <laughs> it's that fast. That's what I'm saying, though. Over every single putt, I, I thought to myself, well, there's no chance this is going in. Can't have that be the thought no. every single time I putt. So it has to get better is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Birdie on 17 yeah. on yeah. Saturday. Hell Love yeah. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And if they had little captions on what was going through my head as I was putting that, I think people would have been very surprised that that ball fell. <laughs> so I was. I was pumped up about it. I went and chugged a, I think it was a diesel. Ooh. Oh, I think it was a warm nice. diesel. It oh, was nice. something. They sent the uh, sizzle. I got invited again. Did you get invited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can uh, hopefully you commit. We can get that Friday round going again. Are we wearing the same uniform? Oh, yeah. We did all have the same uniform. Yeah, yeah why not? Let's do it. Run oh, it back. Hell, yeah. I like how he said Friday and not Thursday there, too. Yeah, Thursday I'm taking well, Friday's a real round. Thursday's the... Pro-Am situation. It's not a real round. Remember, I've been walking on this treadmill to get ready for that. Yeah. It'll carry over. If you're playing in the Tahoe thing for the first time, you need to realize it is grueling on the walking. Your feet will get beat up. Your hips are going to be fucked if you've never done it before. We need to give more respect to the golfers that are able to walk their asses seven miles every Man. fucking day mm -hmm. and then hop back out there and do it again. Don't wear brand new J's. Golf mm -hmm. shoes? Definitely not. That's not the right play either. I had blisters on the back and the bottom of my feet. Yeah. Before the tournament even started, that happened. Mm -hmm. That was for the charity round on Thursday, which I was told, got to walk it, got to get used to it, everything like that. You don't. Take a card on that particular day as mm -hmm. well. But I'm gearing up for Tahoe to be the best me possible, and PGA 2K is helping me. Now, right. let's talk about NFL teams hiring head coaches. We got a list of questions that Chuck put together here that are potentially asked in these head coaching interviews. Worth a listen to. Oh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you to this point in your career? Ooh. Standard interview part, I think. That's yep. standard stuff. Uh, what would you say is your leadership management philosophy? How long does that one normally take? That's, that's got to be a good 20, 30-minute conversation conversation right there sure. yeah especially if you know they want to give theirs before like ah. if jim starts sharing mm. a little bit of his what would he say no nah, we don't need to get into that we don't have time. no it might but no that that could go that could go a while a lot of these are pretty open-ended what is your vision i mean that That's, is yeah about as open-ended as it <laughs> and if you don't give a thorough answer there yeah. do they think you're kind of opting out and yeah. cheating it a little bit There's potentially no um how do people get to work how do you get people to work together and buy into one vision for the team once again this is a full 10 to 15 minute answer that you probably have to give well remember us it was in the team room, right? It's team, 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 right? Team first, self second, serve others. We had our core values, but you share the vision. You said vision, right? You share your vision. You talk about your culture, what your identity is going to be, and then you have to, you have to rally. You have to be able to inspire and motivate and bring an organization, a locker room, a football team, whoever's left, because they're taking over. Not you know, teams that have done bad. Yeah. You remember we, the locker room I stepped into, right? Yeah, we were right 32 gone, right? out of 32 right. that year. Would you keep the current staff? That's a question that Sean Payton's going through right now. Mm -hmm. D'Amico's going through. Uh, coaching staff hire slash candidates if you were to hire new people. What does being a player's coach mean to you? Oh, AJ, that's a big one there. Chuck, could you ever come back and be like, hey, that's a stupid question. I'm not even going to answer it. Would they appreciate your honesty? I mean, if you really wanted that job, I don't think you would do that. <laughs> you know, who's all in here? But you could give certainly, like, you could reframe it 
you know, yeah. to your point. I'm just wondering, how do you not hey, sound you, like you, one of these, like an internet guru? How do you not sound like an internet like person that tries to inspire people and like be all cliche about it? Or do you need to sound like that? Yeah. I hope Ooh. not. So, when you, so what you do is when they ask you a question, then you can go on a diatribe, if you will, or you could just share a lot of stuff and talk for a long time and try to cover as many of the questions and many of the bases you can as far as your vision, what your culture is going to be, your identity, your staff, and just kind of go and hopefully answer a bunch of the things that they have so you may not have to, you know, answer a question that you may think is like, you know, where did you get, where did you come up, where did you come up with this thing? Who's all, the, who's all in the room normally? So usually, like, there's so much virtual now. You see these people interviewing so many people that, like, the first week they're doing all these virtuals. You know, and so there's who knows who's on that one. But when it comes down to it and the nitty gritty and you're going to make a decision, owner's going to be in there, general manager for sure, you know, maybe a, a COO. There might be somebody else within the organization. It might be like a head trainer. It might be like a like Brian Decker, somebody, uh, anybody who's got a seat at the table. Who's Brian table, Decker? I don't think I know Brian Decker. He's like the mental oh. guy oh. over there at the Colts. Oh, Okay. Um, so there, there's got to be some people. You might have a guy like crushes. if you have a guy like David, Thor, you know, a player engagement guy. Just you want to, you know, put as many guys and eyes on this guy as you can. Like to, so, when he leaves the building, what'd you think? What'd you think? What's your perception? What's your idea of this guy? What do you, so you can get as many people rather than just you know the guys that are going to make the decision are going to make decision. But you'd like to get as much feedback as you can. Do you yeah. think the players have to? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, you should have Frog run this guy That's down. That's not, th not a bad idea. That's equipment manager. Do you think the players have to like you? Do you want them to like you? Oh, here mm. we go. How do you gain respect of the players or the staff? How do you turn a losing attitude around? How do you integrate tradition, D-Butt? How do you integrate tradition? Mm. That's tradition. a great question. That's an impossible thing to answer. Especially coming in as a new coach. Uh, Tough. I don't know. Uh, You've got to educate him on the history and the tradition of this great franchise. That's Paint what no, over all the When I went to Chicago with, with Matt Nagy, one of the first meetings when oh. the players came back and the new players, he integrated. That's all he did was talk about George Stanley Hallis, okay, Virginia Hallis, who's you know in the building. So he, he educated him to, to AJ's point of the history and rich tradition. And he made the guy, it's like those, guys, those players, AJ Brown, I, I got to learn to fights on for the Eagles, right? He didn't know it. But that's part of the deal. If you really want them to, you know, live and breathe and die with that yeah. tradition, they got to learn stuff Bill, like that. Bill kind of did that with the the players that you were currently playing with as rookies, you know, for, for coming in. Like, you had to know, like, fucking Matt Light, like, you know, who he is. Like, he, he that was a big thing for him. Not necessarily, you know, the Bowl, so. Steve Grogren or, you know, those guys. You were learning about that being there, but that was a – from the first time you came into a meeting room, you have certain pictures of certain players around the room, and you, you definitely need to know your teammates. So remember what Ted did? Uh, Monachino. Monachino, okay. Like when he came in, and it was mostly for the young players, but he would highlight the play, some of the players in the room, like Robert Mathis, yep. and he would talk about what they've done, how long they've been there, all the mm -hmm. numbers that he had the type of teammate he was, type of player, and then show a highlight tape of him. Mm -hmm. And then he would do it with Pat, just to build the, the yeah. tradition of the defense. Ted, I remember Ted Moore. Freeney, you know, yeah. Freeney, he'd do, he did Freeney, he'd do Freeney Mathis, all the former greats. Minuski. Gary Brackett. Oh, Gary Brackett, GB. GB. What a legend mm -hmm. that guy was. Is there a key ingredient to a championship team besides talent? That's a great question. Player leadership, do you think it is natural or can it be developed? And how? 
That's a tough fucking. <laughs> do you just say situations are situational there, AJ? I mean, how how do you even? I, I would say that for a lot of these questions, you might have to say situations are situations. How about this competitiveness? Do you think it's natural or do you think it can be developed? I mean, I don't fucking know. I mean, you could go on for days for every one of these scissors. questions. How do you motivate? Give examples. All right. How do you discipline? <laughs> Give examples. How do you handle right. benching a player, especially when it's a high draft pick? And can mm. you do that? I think is the follow up right there, Chuck. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. It can be handled a lot of different ways, and you can answer that one in a lot of different ways. And you can try to give an example. If you got an example of a guy that you worked with, a former coach, and this is how they did it, and this is how I'd do it. Jeez. How do you build confidence with your players? If you praise in public, do you criticize in public? Ooh. What do you look for in a player? How do you handle crisis situations? How do you handle first-time offenders? What does accountability Ooh. mean to you? That's oh, yeah. a good one. Huh, AJ? What does accountability These are mean? good I want to ask Chuck, how did you prepare to go in and have one of these head coaching interviews? What do you do? <laughs> you remember me talking about, you know, my preparation, the time that I had to come here for this interview. We just got off that, you know, championship game, and it wasn't, you know, 15 hours later that mm -hmm. pretty much on a plane go. I was scrambling to try to get a, a notebook together. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do you think I'm going to need? Well, they're going to want to know, okay, what's your, your yearly book, all right? So – Training camp, what's your training camp schedule? What's a practice, typical practice plan look like? You know, what are the preseason games going to be like? How are you going to play the players in the preseason? So it goes, so you try to go a calendar year and have a book set on, on all that stuff. And then you talk about, be ready for, if it's a specific team, obviously, okay, where are they at? You know, where are we at with quarterback? We know Peyton Manning had the neck, didn't play. What, what's the future look? Obviously, mm -hmm. we had luck. It was, was there in the draft. Uh, so you have to lot. know their roster. You have to be able to talk about their roster, um, the changes you'd make. You know, would you, would you keep this guy? Would you get rid of this guy? All these issues that these guys are coming into with, especially Wait. the quarterback, you better have answers, you know, for the big ones. When you're putting that plan together, you reach out to, like, former head coaches you know or like is that just your agent helping you out with that like who helps you put that you, you try to have a plan most of these guys now have have an agent and have these books growing and, mm -hmm. and guys that have been around I basically just like Harbaugh got the Baltimore job yep he brought like the Andy Reid book with him mm -hmm. how they practiced when they practiced who did what so that book was together so I'm scrambling everything that he had what I was familiar with what I had done for the last four years. And so we just we just kind of, it's a copycat league. You just yeah. kind of bring those in there and say, this is how we're going to do it. And then when you have to adjust, you adjust. Do you, did you have to have your coordinators and everything already? Like, did they ask you that? Or because you were going in and BA and all of them were still there? No, some, th this was so quick. They were just trying to get a, get to know me and get a feel for who I was. Yeah. And mostly that that type of thing. But now you have to have an idea when they bring you in there. Like when I interviewed uh, at some other spots, who, who's, who's going to be OC? Yeah. If you don't get him, who's B? Who's plan B? Who's number C? So you better be three, four deep at each okay. position, especially at the coordinator spots. Mm -hmm. Discuss one of the best decisions you have ever made. Is that life or football? Uh, married <laughs> Tina. There you go. What Why keeps you go? up at night? Here's a question. What keeps you up at night? Are there any decisions you regret can also use as failure answer? What is your weakness? Where can you improve? Well, I work too hard. Yep. Yeah, care, I too I much. care too much. Yeah. Care too much, work too hard. Yeah. That's obviously what it is. Uh, what are the specific traits that make you qualified to be a head coach? I feel like that matters. Uh, what was your first thought when you heard you were being considered for the head coaching position? I was so excited. Why didn't I? 
I was so excited, so pumped, thankful, honored, honored the humbled, whole thing. Humbled by the whole deal. Well, what makes you the best candidate for this position? What makes you different or better than any other candidate for this position? What a question. What a yeah. series of events. That could go on for 10, 12 well, hours, I guess. For multiple interviews. And if you don't give a full answer, do they think you're copping out of it? It's an interesting, interesting game. I got a question, though. Chuck, does Chuck know of anyone like going, getting outside of the box and trying to really learn what a guy's like. What if they said, hey, let's go play 18 holes, and you play golf with the GM or who are some of the decision makers. Does that ever happen? So great story. Um, great. Cap, the old coach, uh, quarterback that was head coach at uh, Cal way back when, Joe Cap. You guys remember this guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, sure. Bet. Yeah. You bet. Okay, oh, yeah. so yeah. great, great competitor. Yeah. War daddy, tough as hell. Played for the Vikings, I believe, if you look it up. Somebody oh, Zito helped me with that. Joe Cap. So he's the head coach of the uh, Cal Bears. Cap. And a guy that I worked with, John Goff at Boise State, 1987-88. He was our D.C. Jerry. He worked for Joe. He went on an interview, offensive line coach. So he goes in there. He sits down with Joe, shakes his hand. He's in his office. He said, hey, blah, blah, blah. They're in there two minutes. And he says, do you bring some gear? He's like, excuse me, coach. He goes, do you bring some workout gear? He goes, yes, sir. He goes, go get dressed. Next thing they know, they were on a basketball court. And they were playing one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. And it was all to figure out if this guy was had toughness, <laughs> was a competitor, what his grit was like. That was that. This is what Sirianni would do if yeah. you had yeah. an opportunity. That's what they should do. Love that. I think it's not a bad idea. Yes. I think that's yeah. when you can really see if people respond. Are you just sitting down in this room and everybody's staring at you, or how does it normally go? That's it. Just like this. Here oh, I am. Kind of like the combine. Man, I was going to yeah. say, the stories that are coming out of Cleveland about the guys who go and – do their entire pre-draft thing. What's that? Uh, uh, I think it was Ben Watson, uh, and there was one other guy, uh, and they basically had one person basically like sitting across the table from Chuck, if Chuck was the player, spotlight on this one dude, <laughs> head coach, GM, owner, in like a dark corner of the room, and they're asking this guy, like, have you ever done drugs before? you ever smoked dope before? And just to see what his reaction was. Could you imagine? Yeah, I have. Thank you. You guys could just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys but it was, like, to your point, though, if you give, like, an honest answer, will they respect it or hate it? A lot. They should know the answer before they ask <laughs> it, though. A lot. Well, you heard the one where they went up and grabbed the guy's yeah, wrist, right? Yeah, see his pulse. To so see do you, you, ever, you ever smoke dope? Yeah. And the guy... You guys start dropping, you know, as soon as they drop their eyes, you know. No, I've never done that. <laughs> okay. He goes, no, 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 no. Pull up. Give me, give me your hand. What? Give me your wrist. I was reading a book on a plane trip over here. He was telling me about, you know, when you're lying. Look, hey, look, look me in the eye. Let me see your eyes. Pupils dilate and your, your heartbeat quickens. And he had him by the wrist. I'm nervous, coach. Who was this, an owner, a coach, a GM? I don't know. That's what the story is. I don't know who was who was doing the interview and who was asking that question, but that's how they did, old boy. That's amazing. Yeah, unbelievable. Because <laughs> to your point, AJ, which, like, I wonder if you were to tell him, like, what does accountability look like for to you? It's like, what's the situation? You know, what happened? Who went where? Who decided to do it? How did we draft this person? How much money did we pay this person? Who Did we not know this person was potentially going to have this type of effect on the team whenever we got them? Like, there's so many just, like, realistic answers to all these things that I assume if you were to give those answers, you'd get kicked right out of the room. Is that what we assume? Are these all fake right answers you're giving for all these things? Hey, look, these scouts go to these campuses, and they've been in there, and they've watched these guys from freshman, sophomore. So they know these guys. They know the red flag. You can waste the entire 15 minutes on something that is stupid as hell. 
rather than figuring out, okay, what this, what's this guy's football character and what's his football IQ? No, I agree. But in the interview for the head coach, like, there's a lot of shit in here. Like, oh yeah, there are so many situations. Like, like yeah. candid answers. How do you handle? How do you? So they want to know, I guess. They want to know how. How does like how would Chuck separate himself from other candidates? Like, how, yeah, I guess how you interpret the question and, and how you answer it. That's what they're trying to figure out. But it, if they're going 10, 12 hours, I'm not interviewing many people. How do you I'm turn? You how do you turn around a losing attitude? It's like. I don't know. Can I, ask you, can I ask you? Can I ask you? Who do we lose to? Here's, here's one owner. Can I ask you this one? Yeah. Okay. One owner asked potential head coach this. He said, "Okay, first hundred hours on the job. What are you going to do with them? What is this like? First like hundred that. days of presidency? I like yeah. that question. Uh, I'm going to hope that you would invest a little bit more more money in that locker room, yeah. so we don't look like an amateur league. Uh, that's what I would do in the first hour or two. Then I'm walking right down to the general manager's office, and I'm saying, we need this guy off this team, we need this guy on this team, and we need this guy on this team. That's an interesting thing. 100 hours, what's that, four days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First four days. Well, I'm probably going to move into my office. Oh, yeah, right. Get my family out here. Yeah, figure out where I'm living. Got to um, get a little bit better water pressure. I'm a big dumper, so yep. don't want to be clogged. <laughs> well, the first thing that's come to your mind, okay, <laughs> like staff, right? You're going to spend a lot great. of time. Like you talked about staffs, okay, are they going to keep guys? So you got to sit down and interview who's there. They're going to give you, if they give you the job, they're going to say, we'd really love you to talk to Coach A, B, C, and D. You don't have to keep them, but please please talk to them. You know, guys that are still there, they haven't let go. This guy's really good. We'd love you to, so you're going to spend time doing that. But really what it comes down to is, like, there's 53, 60, whatever there is on the roster, futures, practice squad guys, is this owner's opinion was the way I'd do it. Because there's a lot of ways to go about that, like you you were thinking, <laughs> is I'd spend the first 60 hours getting to know my teammate, my players. I'd spend, try to spend an hour sharpen the axe with each each guy and start to build that relationship mm-hmm. with the roster, with the players. When Tom McMahon got hired to be the special teams coach, this was before it was announced publicly. I had a nice text message from him, and I had to Google who the fuck he was. <laughs> And he did. He spent like his first four days probably just literally messaging me and I think Vinatieri just being like, hey, we're going to be on the same page, you and I. You and I are going to be on the same page. I think that's a smart play. That's the right answer, Chuck. But you think about like McDaniel, right? What they publicized when he got the Miami job, right? His first phone call once they hired him was to who? To and start to build that relationship. That was only 30 minutes, though. I mean, there's still yeah. 99 hours. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a lot of time. Are you going to sleep ever in there, too? I don't know. Well, you had to put together that highlight tape for him. That took, what, that probably seven took hours? A couple days. Was actually. it 100 plays or yeah, whatever like he said? 700, I thought, or something. Yeah, something crazy. He, he, pr- he was probably vaping, smoking yeah. some doobies, you Why? know? Why? That kind of stuff. What did you guys, what was your take on that? Was he, really? Nah, we thought it was a marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharpie. Kind of yeah. We thought it'd be cool, though, if he was just fucking... Smoking pretty much oh, on the sideline. Like I'd be a big fan of that play. A little deeper thinker, slow the game down a little bit. But I think it was a marker. I think he was just. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cold enough to where you had the natural steam coming out, right? From yeah, the cold it air. Buffalo. It was. No, no it, it was. was. It was so if you're ever gonna maybe get away with it, it'd be a yeah day in Buffalo. I like to imagine he did it, but hell yeah. Yeah, because I think he would be a guy that would do it. Exactly. They lost what the last eight games of the year. Uh, their their whole thing was like seven no no they won four. the or did they win the last they game won the, of the last season. one to get in yeah, yeah, seven of eight they beat the jets i think they yeah, went sharpie i think they started Sounds like sharpie he does hit the yeah. shit out of that thing. my last head coach in college you remember how it used to be right oh yeah we used he to called have, the plays 
Smoke Suggs, right on the side. Right awesome. in the quarterback. Jim Leland. <laughs> yes. So we had a guy, yes. our D coordinator, who I believe was one of the founders, literally the, one of the founding fathers of the Tampa 2, was Jim, uh, no, Coy, uh, Larry. Monty Larry Kiffin? Coyer. Larry Coyer. Pipe. Yes. I work for Larry. Love Larry Coyer. smoked a pipe? In the belt, like you smell oh, this so, motherfucker. It smelled so good. Pipes yes, smell amazing. This dude in practice, like just sneaking yes. outside the wall. Like we had the obviously the indoor facility, and he would just hold the door open and he would smoke <laughs> this pipe, and that thing was coming right into the indoor facility. This is the middle of practice. I'm like, this guy's awesome. awesome. Yeah, there he is. Holy we're, we're, shit! He's our defense coordinator, at East Carolina, Bobby Babich, who was at, at Buffalo for a long time, head coach North Carolina State or son. North Dakota State. So his son is the coach up there, DB coach. So he was smoking in the new facility, ECU, right? Head coach comes in, Steve Logan. <clears throat> Larry, <clears throat> you can't smoke in the building. Excuse me. That's what happens. He's like, I want to smoke in this building, bub. <laughs> it's either me smoking or I'm out of here. Shut the door. He smoked as much as he wanted. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of his so thing. Steve, he was like, Dope. he was awesome. You talk about a great bulk. This was old school. Throwback, tough as freaking nails. The way he walked was awesome. Everything about him. But I think he was one of the founding fathers of Tampa too, right? You know Freddie Pugich? Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. That's Freddie Pugich? You know Freddie, yeah, I right? I with him. I coached with him, Chuck, for my, my son's team last year. I coached with his son and Big Fred. Yeah. So he was there at Ohio State Spit with, with Puggage. Larry was. And so he comes to ECU, <laughs> and the first thing he does, he puts us all <clears throat> in a van. So we're going to Ohio State and watch football with them, learn football. So we drive from Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina, up to Columbus, get there, get out of the car. Another thing, you brought your gear, right? Is you love to play racquetball. And me and Larry would go at it, try to kill each other in a racquetball court. He said, Bo, he had to play. We got murders too. So it was uh, special teams go st uh, stock was his last name and Fred Pogic. First thing we yeah. did when we got there was no ball right to the racquetball court. <laughs> Doubles deal, beat their ass, and then we start watching. Hey, the that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you for a little insight into it. Just Love like it. you've give, been giving us all year on the mind of a coach, we can't thank you enough for this. You can see how these meetings could go a long time, long, long time. Yeah, really. I mean, I, whew, going, I, Chris Boward, I feel for him right now. Yeah. I am not supposed to be a head I'm not supposed to be a coach. It's not in my trait, uh, in my DNA. 23andMe told me that. And also mm -hmm. I've just learned yeah. that from watching coaches and what their schedule is and everything like that. I am not supposed to be one of those guys. It would be hard for me to take this serious with some of these questions that are being asked. It would be hard for me not to be like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> well, how do you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what happened? How did we, I need about 10 other lead ups mm -hmm. to how we got to that point because who knows how that, and then I assume at that point they'd start firing out situations. Well, here's a hypothetical, here's a hypothetical, yeah. and then you just gotta roll through those. It's yeah. like, this is a long time, a lot it of conversation. It's a multi, yeah. multi, I don't want to say million, but it is. This is a huge mm -hmm. investment for teams. Who's yeah. going to be the head coach? And a lot of teams have gotten it wrong. How much? $600 million? $800. $800 million is being paid to coaches that have been fired in the NFL this year, still being paid out. Matt Rule's trying to make it 805. Hey, right. what? I don't know if it's going to happen. I honestly don't know if it's going to happen with the way Tepper operates, but I do know, Chuck, we are thankful for you, pal. Hell yeah.
We have some breaking news coming out of the city of Pittsburgh. The Heinz bottles yeah. are returning to Acrisure <laughs> Stadium. Wow. Acrisure Stadium, formerly known as the Heinz Stadium, and it had been that way for a long time. Obviously, Heinz Ketchup and the Heinz Factory was synonymous with the city of Pittsburgh, not only because it's by far the superior ketchup on earth, but because it was also a massive sponsor to a lot of things around the city of Pittsburgh, not only for business ventures, but also philanthropy and giving back to the city. They've since moved out of Pittsburgh, yep. and then they were no longer the sponsor for the stadium in which the Steelers played. We all wondered, as Yinzers, Heinz even care about Pittsburgh anymore? Whoa. Then they had the red zone. Now, Rooney has announced that there will be a Heinz gate in which you can walk through the Heinz bottles that have been absent for a year at Akersher. It's a win yeah. Huge for the win. city of Pittsburgh. Tone Diggs, your thoughts on the Heinz bottles making their return? Does this mean that maybe next year get back to the playoffs? Hey, yeah, yeah that, I think that's exactly what it means. And I had, you know... Some ill will towards Heinz. Uh, this, Me too. This what after what happened, um, but I've learned to accept what happened and, and accept kind of what happens in the business world. But you know, I mean, there's still a lot of Heinz. They're still they're still the PPG building. They still have the Heinz Museum and the Heinz Lofts and stuff like that. So there will always be a place, you know, at Acershire Stadium for the Heinz bottles because it's still the Heinz Red Zone and it's still the Heinz Gate. And what? and I think I'm we're gonna let bygones be bygones and and because I mean it is a superior product so with 57 different flavors, uh, and the the other <laughs> options are just horrible, like absolutely fucking horrible. The, probably why the Colts are so terrible, to be honest. But it was a roll goal. Or oh, red gold in the stadium. Yeah. So bad. Dude. Think that does about seem when you, a little yeah, generic. Think almost. about whenever you get one of those little tiny little packets of ketchup that has half a <laughs> in yep. it. Sure. And then you see it's red gold, too. So it's not only is it just a little, <laughs> it's also a shitty flavor. Yeah. It's like, all right, so I got to work through this thing. This is big. For the other side of this to not be good. And then I got to do this, what, 50 more times. At least. To get this to anywhere amount that I would like. And then you try it, and it's like, this tastes like shit. But it is ketchup, I guess. Yeah. Shout out to Heinz Bottles making their return home. Is this going to scare other teams, you think, going into Akershire yet again, Probably. A.J. Hawk? I, I would imagine guys would be shaking in their boots if they see those uh, Heinz Bottles back. But also, where did they store these things for the year? Those are giant. I think they're down there at the museum. Yeah. yeah. Down there at the museum. They're down there at the, War down there at the Andy Warhol Museum. I, that one looks like it's hanging itself uh, from outside the stadium. It does. Is everything okay with this Heinz bottle? Is it all right? <laughs> Somebody check in on this thing, and uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on the situation. Congrats to Heinz getting back in there. Huge though. one. Huge. Absolutely huge. Could you imagine? Wasn't it always still Heinz Field at Acrisure Stadium? No, no, that would have been a sweet idea, though. They had, like, the Heinz zone, I thought. Like, gay. Acrisure actually said, are they going to pay this amount of money? No, yeah. didn't think so. Get him the fuck Get out those of those bottles. Don't the like we saw it at uh, KC last week. What is it? Geha Field at um... G E H A. Yeah, correct. I forget the promo that Chris Jones cut. What do they do? It I don't is know. Just G E H A Field, though. I don't know if it even stands <laughs> for anything because that's what Nance kept saying. Oh, so I, I thought it was the name of the company. I didn't know it was an acronym. Tony, I don't think Tony it's an, an acronym. G E H A. The only yeah. reason why I know is Frank Clark oh, yeah, or Chris Jones. Said it in the interview afterwards. Oh, it's an insurance company. Yeah, that's, I would assume, just like Acrisure is. Not as good as Acrisure. Paycor is, is what? Paycor is with Cincinnati. Paycor is a bottom tier time management and HR company. Uh, 
time management? What do they do? Like when you like when you punch a time clock, clock and in, stuff like yeah. that, clock in, clock out. ADP is the vastly superior uh, company <laughs> to Paycor. Uh, did you used to work for ADP? Oh, uh, six, six, six years. How much shit nice. did you talk on Paycor? Didn't have like? to. Oh, everybody knew. Didn't have to. Heinz and Red when, when you when you pay, uh, what is it, six out of every or one out of every six employees in the country, you don't have to. Talking about ADP? Yeah. It's because of your hard work. Did they ever thank you? They did many, many times. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, Chuck, we need you to go ahead and win something for the people. Yeah. Darius was able to win fifteen people five hundred dollars earlier because he threw a dart into the middle hole of that net right over there. Mm -hmm. Chuck, what are you thinking about doing this particular time, pal? Net hoop. Well, that says five. four, but you can throw the rugby ball and yeah, also I got four. I got five. fire those things into one of the holes. Just need one. Five, and there's, and there's Ooh, this one. And the there's the vortex. You got like throw six. the vortex. What do you want to do? A couple at each. We should probably move Jabba out of the way just in case. He's trying. Look at Jabba, by the way. Hey, great season, Jabba. Great job, Jabba. Great season, Jabba. Stick Done a great job. Use it a lot. All right, Chuck, what are you going for? Hoop. All right, the Come hoop, on, which Chuck. is the most difficult shot in the gym. <laughs> By far. In the entire Thunderdome, Chuck says, that don't matter. What does adversity mean to me, you ask? Adversity means battling through leukemia in one season. Right. Battling a broken fucking back. Right. Battling through whatever you need. Choosing the hardest shot to get 15 people, $500, who retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody. And put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially on Cash App. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Bonus ball. Get that thing. Close to the pin. Grab it. All right, step in Jabba's house. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to the program here. Chuck Pagano will attempt to win Here's 15 Chuck. people. Five. Oh. oh. Good ball. There's a chance 15 people win five. Oh. There's a chance 15 people win five. Hundred. Oh, man. Keep it going on the hoop. You're right there. Ladies and gentlemen, if Chuck Pagano can make this shot for the first time, last time, 500. Oh. <sighs> Garbage can. Garbage can. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Pagano. Yeah, there we go. Of, uh, there we go. Coach P's keys. Oh, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. That was an accurate pass. Hit that bonus ball. Hit him right between the numbers. That was a hell of a threat of bear. Oh, no, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Might as well grab all of them. Another ball, another ball. Guys can't finish like this. Hey, Bill, how about that ball? How about that ball, Bill? Bill, 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 you're close. Bill, bonus ball, bonus ball. Here you go, Chuck. Billy picks. Billy Thompson. Nice one-handed grab. I thought I was going to have to catch that. The old man says, I got it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Pagano can make this throw into the trash can. 15 Ooh. people. Hey! $500. Oh, retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody and put your cash yes. tag in the same reply so we can pay you officially. Big shout out to Chuck Pagano, Darius J. Butler, Ian Rappaport, A.J. Hawk, and the boys. We'll be back tomorrow for a feel-good Friday. Be a friend, tell a friend. Something nice. Goodbye. Way to go, Chuck. Yeah. Yeah.